and we never actually defined what um, hyperfocusing did. Oh yeah, I don't think we ever did that. No, we didn't. It's just blank on my document here. Or like, it's probably definitely one of those things that we're just like, eh, we'll figure it out. I know, I know right? There we go. Um, like, eh, you know, we'll, we'll worry about it later, and then proceed to forget about it and never worry about it again. Yeah. And then stuff for Tasha City's laughter. And then there it is. Oh, right. I've got another D&D session tomorrow. Ugh. Mm-hmm. In that D&D session, I had to uh, pull up some old art that I had uh, commissioned from Jameson, like, I don't know how long ago. And it turns out, like... All my copies of that art had since gone missing, except for the one I had up, uploaded to Roll20. Mm. So I was like, whoo, dodged a bullet, because I apparently hadn't saved an extra copy. In fact, now that we're talking about it, I should probably fix that. <laughs> I need to back yeah. that up. Um, I found a good source for content for Vicious Mockery. Ooh. <laughs> That's always good. Um, yeah, and it's uh, uh, r slash rare insult. Oh, that's always good. Oh my god, some of those are so amazing. I, I posted the, that is... the art. <laughs> oh boy. It's like Jeremy's chariot or something. It's a it's a tuk tuk pulled by three zombie horses, mm. and because they just decided to, because uh, I I was running a campaign in like a post apocalyptic world, and they were like, oh, we need a vehicle in order to, uh, like, transport some stuff. And they're like, well, can we just like spend a couple of days building ourselves a tuk tuk out of the bones of whatever's laying around? And I went, I mean, sure, I guess. <laughs> and the zombie horses were already there because it was like a post-apocalyptic town, and the horses were still in their stables, just undead, hanging out. Oh my god, here's good one. Like, name someone hotter than Justin Bieber, and the very next thing on the Twitter thread is probably anyone, to be honest. He looks like a roofer who disappears on payday after you give him his check. <laughs> P.K. Russell is a 91 degree angle he's obtuse and never right and super annoying to look at Okay, all time top rare insults mm. hello sorry I'm late eh. Eh. <laughs> we're just looking at the subreddit rare insults it's always good mm-hmm. it's my source of content for vicious mockery Ah, love here's, it. Here's a good one from Twitter. College students should uh, college students do not have to go into debt to get a degree. They can work their way through, through like many of us did before the days of student loans. Ma'am, you were classmates with Moses when college classes cost only a few shekels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Billie Eilish dresses like she got her clothes stolen at the gym, so they gave her what they had in the lost and found bin. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the next is the beaver thing. Beaver looks like a roofer that disappears on payday after you give him his check. <laughs> Seriously, in that image, 
That's that's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look like the black student they put on university brochures to show diversity. <laughs> Once in fourth grade, this got 2% on his math quiz, so everyone called him Milk for the rest of the year. (laughs) Yeah. The hardest thing I've ever been owned in my life was when I was 21 in Barnes & Noble, and a teacher asked me where the manga section was. I told them, them, but I said, I don't work here. They looked at me dead in the eye and said, I know. You just look like someone who would know. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Bridge Streamer said the N-word and used the defense that she's part black, so it's okay. I'm part black. Yeah, right. A C major on a piano has more black than you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Especially since C major has none. Me and this little Mexican lady were talking in Spanish, and this old white bitch in a wheelchair said, We're in America. Why don't you speak English? The little Mexican lady told her, you have legs, why don't you walk? And here we died and gave her free coffee. <laughs> God. <laughs> hey. I didn't realize I was muted. I was wondering. Uh, I was about to call you out. This really. whole time? I hope you realize. <laughs> I was laughing very hard. Mark Zuckerberg always looks like he's the guy in a zombie movie who's been bitten, but is trying to keep it secret from everyone. <laughs> Justin Bieber looks like he's posing for a success story picture with the executive director of a rehab for the brochure they give to new patients. And it's him standing next to RuPaul. Oh, no. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, no. There are approximately 1,010,300 words in the English language, but I can never string enough words together to properly express how much I want to hit you with a chair. <laughs> I I had seen that one before. <laughs> that one is going on the list for vicious mockery. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one I have now is, you're as useless as a one-legged cat trying to burn shit in cement. <laughs> You look like a human version of Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's funny because I actually know which YouTuber that is. He's actually chill, but it's so funny. <laughs> You're like a plunger, always bringing up old shit. He looks like he would take his glasses off, his nose comes off with it. Talking about Casey Neistat. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Casey Neistat's not a very attractive man. He's he's creative and talented, but <laughs> he's not that attractive. <laughs> Oh, here's a good one. I was going to say you're cute, but the fact that you don't know where to put your finger on a loaded gun without intent to fire probably means you don't know where to put your finger on a woman. <laughs> I am going to take the human version of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. That's so good. 
why does the wax model of Mark Zuckerberg look more human than the real thing? <laughs> oh my god, I remember. <laughs> We're doing research for uh, things to say when casting vicious mockery. <laughs> mockery just like specific things, or just in general. Just in general. Okay. Got all. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. I'm sure they're gonna cheat that if you know you do it. I don't cheat at Talos. Don't fucking lie. I'm just afraid to go with that. <laughs> Hey boy, are you an Amazon package? Because you came so fast, I'm worried that something horrible is happening behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Rumor has it that Randy Savage once tested positive for traces of blood in his cocaine system. They canceled E3 because they know some unhygienic gamers would have been in there smelling like spoiled daily meat and Corona would have evolved into the T-Virus, so in that environment. Smart move. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffree Star is the ugliest creature on the planet. I cannot express how much his appearance disgusts me. He looks like a clown, his face isn't even human, and his makeup probably adds a few kilos to his body weight. I don't understand how some people find him gorgeous or fashionable. To me, he just looks disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> he looks like he's going to arrest me for worshiping Talos. Fucking elf-ass-looking motherfucker. <laughs> Andy Beersack doesn't, isn't hot. He looks like if Sheldon had an emo phase. I don't know who that is, but it's really accurate. <laughs> Macy Williams looks like a very young grandma. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> Cardi B makes music for people who watch paper plates. <laughs> Malfoy looks like the uncle we all got that comes in whispers in your ear. You got any girlfriends, champ? Baby boomers did that thing where you leave a single square of toilet paper on the roll and pretend it's not your turn to change it, but with a whole society. Hmm. Have you all seen Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? That sounds familiar, but no. Oh. It's, it's the uh, yeah. adult, adult Sesame yep. Street. It, what do you mean, unfortunately? It's art. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you say so. It's amazing is what it is. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, Ken. <laughs> Here's a good one. It's... Uh, I'm assuming you like message on a dating app or something. It says 411, huh? And the response she says like, try again, not the icebreaker you want to go with. Do better. And he goes, keep being a little bitch, and I'm gonna come over and hide all your stuff on top of the refrigerator. <laughs> there is considerable overlap between the intelligence of the smartest bears and the dumbest tourists. Says Yosemite Park Ranger on why it's hard to design a bear-proof garbage can. <laughs> Post Malone's face looks like a desk in detention. <laughs> it does. <laughs> the Olsen twins look like one of them knows how you die and the other knows when you die. Yep. 
<laughs> oh my god. The spread of coronavirus is based on two factors. How dense the population is, and how dense the population is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one a few times. <laughs> That's a good one, CJ. <laughs> 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 Men who hate women on Twitter are weird. I hate mushrooms, but I don't I don't hunt down, correct, criticize, humiliate, harass, then jack off to them. Did <laughs> <laughs> yes, <that's>, yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Spend $6,000 and over 40 hours building my 100% movie-accurate group costume, yet all the idiots in my office can't stop emailing about Shannon's dumbass toddler's bullshit baby group costume that honestly looks like a turd in a marshmallow. I saw that. I was just looking at that one. But my brother's over here being the peanut gallery. Excellent. He he was just suggesting that whoever is casting Vicious Mockery needs to hand out business cards with the insults on them. Actually, he's got these uh, fucking business cards. And hey, Rob. And, and hey, when I makeup. when I say fucking business cards, I am more literal <laughs> than anything. Uh, here we are. <laughs> People who get diarrhea from Taco Bell are weak. And their bloodline is weak, and history will forget them. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? How about you tell us how you really feel? <laughs> I mean, I agree. <laughs> fuck off! Fuck you! Fuck it! Fuck me! Fuck this! Fuck everybody! Fuck the world! Fuck them! Yeah. Just just check whatever box is appropriate for the situation, and then also mm-hmm. the other more the other day, my brother covered my computer in these things, so now I've got a whole stack of them on the shelf over my desk. That is true. When you sharpen the pencil all the way and have nub, but you don't have any other pencils, so you gotta use what you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj blocked me because Jenner of looks like a goblin banker of Gringotts in the Harry Potter movies. I saw it. Nicki Minaj blocked me because I said slapping her on the ass must sound like when you close the microwave door too hard. <laughs> what? That's not how you clap those feet. <laughs> so two-inch murder hornets are big, but my two inches are small. Yeah, okay. One stinks with pain, the other with disappointment. We need to stop giving serial killers cool names like the Night Stalker or the Green River Killer. We should give. We should remove the mystique, make it sound less appealing. The micro penis maniac, Bobby Dipshit, the stupid murderer. <laughs> this guy looks like if Donkey would look like if he drank the human potion instead of Shrek. Yes. <laughs> This guy's nose looks like a woman twerking. <laughs> I see it. It's, it's really accurate. Uh, uh, these would be so much better if they didn't require a visual. Yeah, it's an audio medium. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> this guy looks like a mixture of Obama and Waluigi. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not wrong. Here, I'll post this one. This is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Do you like the first half of a commercial for antidepressants? 38% of Americans won't buy Corona beer under any circumstances because of the coronavirus. These are the same people who think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Yeah. You look like a magician whose only trick is turning Bud Light into domestic violence. <laughs> I wish for the ability to wish to switch between normal sight and the sight that makes you see all the people who want to have sex with me. Granted, you now have the ability to close your eyes. <laughs> Low pump is the type of person to put a ruler under his pillow to see how long he slept. I once got roofied at an Applebee's, and the food was still the worst thing that happened to me that night. <laughs> Ouch. The, the character in Joker suffers from a condition that makes him laugh even when things aren't funny. It's based on Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) 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 That was always my issue with Jimmy Fallon. It was like, don't laugh at your own jokes. (laughs) Well, well, also, he's like a walking laugh track. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not funny. (laughs) God, I'm glad we're like over soundtracks in general or laugh track rather like laugh tracks are awful oh, this one's a good one I like this one must be nice having a brain so smooth it just rolls around your head like a ball bearing You sound like the only book you've ever read was the back of a protein powder container. <laughs> Adam from Adam Ruins Everything is the kind of dude to drop off his wife at his at her boyfriend's house. Yep. <laughs> oh, I just saw the ball bearing one. That's so good. <laughs> the the cop with the fucking super hair. This man would slap his own ass during sex. <laughs> I'm gonna switch to a different section of this subreddit because we're looking down. The, we're on the same trail. I'm gonna go more more recent. The top of this week. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's like the first part of this Reddit is like that women don't snore. Seriously, I've heard it. I've heard this lows and it always baffles me. People breathe when they sleep. Sometimes it make. Sometimes it makes some noise, male or female. Let them breathe. And the very next person is like, really? My wife snores like a water buffalo drowning in porridge. <laughs> <laughs> I always refer to it as a diesel engine. <laughs> Ego Raptor looks like Dave Grohl if he started a gaming channel instead of starting the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Plague doctors look like emo penguins. I hope he goes to an orgy and nobody wants to fuck him. 
<laughs> Air conditioning is unhealthy, bad, miserable, and sexist. I can't explain how many times I've gotten sick over the summer because of overzealous AC in the offices. That's a woman who said it. And the next person, uh, apparently another woman, is like, a majority of the men in business settings are wearing multiple layers of clothing to conform to dress code. Put on a goddamn cardigan and stop making me ashamed to share a chromosome with you. <laughs> ashamed to share a chromosome? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So on a different server, uh, there's like multiple graphic designers on there, and mm-hmm. so they were shit posting about saying graphic design is their passion and making really bad things, and so I decided to contribute. Oh no! Um, it's in here somewhere. Oh, uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> graphic design is my passion. <laughs> um. Someone recently, I don't know if they know it yet, uh, created an Instagram uh, fake handstands. Um, And it's been absolutely magical for me. Because there are a lot of people that will post pictures like, oh, here's me doing a handstand. Um, (laughs) And it's clearly a, like, very quick shutter speed as they're falling. (laughs) They're like, if you try, you can do anything you want. And I'm just looking at it like, yeah, like, fall over, lady. Like, what the fuck? Hey, take a video of you falling over and then just find the perfect frame where it looks good. Yeah, basically, that's what a lot of people do. Well, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy always said that the uh, secret to learning how to fly was to throw yourself at the ground and get distracted at the last minute and forget to land. Yes. Throw yourself at the ground and miss. Is that your official advice to me, Rob, on how to fly? I would never offer official advice on how to fly. You know my track record. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those who can't do, teach, right? Those who can't teach, teach. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I should, like, make the spirit that... Um, I forget what his name was, but the spirit that was vengeful against Arthur, because he he killed him like thousands of times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'd have to like come up with all kinds of obscure ways that this party has like killed one spirit over and over again. <laughs> that one sent from life to universe and everything, and. Life, the Universe, and Everything was originally a concept for a Doctor Who episode that Doug Adams wrote, and now there's a novelization of the episode that was never written, which was already turned into a novel of Life, the Universe, and Everything. I'm so confused. It's like, have you just taken Life, the Universe, and Everything and repurposed it with the Doctor Who cover? Because it kind of sounds like it. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Uh, Man, I've I need to reread those books. I only reread the first one more recently. Stephen Fry is a fantastic narrator. Yeah. Uh, I got. I've, I've now seen, heard, read so many versions of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that I finally hit the point where it's like the jokes are no longer funny because I've seen them done and redone in so many forms. 
So I have a fondness for it, but I have no real desire to see it or hear it or read it ever again. Yeah, fair. Uh... Ian disappeared there for a second. The fifth book was such a downer. Uh, that was the one where he had a girlfriend, or was yeah. it the fourth one? I mean, albeit Douglas Adams was going through a horrendous depression at the time he wrote it, but... It's like... Huh? <laughs> Uh, like two minutes. Trying to remember which one that was. Like YouTube shouldn't be hijacking that much bandwidth. What? Okay. Alright. Alright. I'm gonna try down here for a while if it gets too rowdy. You and your shenanigans. Oh, it'll just make it into the behind the scenes, probably. Chances <laughs> <laughs> are yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be right back. I forgot to put something in the fridge. I put away groceries. Now that we've got like an hour of like us being assholes, <laughs> it's a half an hour. One last one is a screenshot. It says, "Why am I even cooking? The only thing I bring to the dinner table is dishonor to my family." <laughs> <laughs> okay, launch game. Uh, I don't think I've read the fifth one. I don't think I've read Mostly Harmless. Uh, you're not missing much, really. Because I remember reading So Long, Thanks for All the Fish, and I wasn't a big fan of that one. Yeah. Mostly harmless kind of retcon a lot of the long and thanks for all the fish in a really depressing way. Oh, that sucks. Because, like, the only ones. Uh, I've only done The Hitchhiker's Guide and The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. I read the first. Be perfectly happy. Because, I mean, Life of the Universe and everything's got some really good parts. Yeah, I, I like. hell at that point. Yeah, I like the third one. Uh, the fourth one I wasn't a fan of. So, like, if you just stick to it as a trilogy, that's fine. <laughs> and and I'm okay with even skipping the third one. Yeah, I mean, this, it's perfectly nicely wrapped up by the end of Restaurant at the end of the Universe. The third one is. is icing on the cake for some of it and a bit forgettable for other parts. Um, and then the fourth one is kind of superfluous, really. Although, again, it has its good points. Yeah, there's, like, moments. Mm. And then there's the weird sixth one that wasn't even written by Douglas Adams. Yeah, I was just looking at that. It's called And Another Thing? Yeah, and it was written by the Artemis Fowl guy. Uh, oh, that's why I recognize the name. I'm like, oh, I yeah. know that... I've oh. never actually read it. But I didn't even son, know it existed until just now. Yeah, my son read it, and he was like, yeah, it's okay, I don't really know why they did this. <laughs> well, especially since, like, like that author's great and all, but it's not Douglas Adams, so it's not going to be in yeah. the same voice. Hmm. Um, there's the Salmon of Doubt as well, which isn't really Hitchhiker's Guide, it's really just a collection of excerpts of things that Douglas Adams had apparently discarded that they turned into a book, and it's like, I think this is the stuff he didn't like. Why are you publishing it? Well, I... Growing up, I had a copy of The Hitchhiker's Quartet, and that included a few excerpts at the end of it. 
And I I liked the like one or two it had in there, but I feel like maybe the quartet is the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the collection, I think the collection I have is called uh, including all five books of the increasingly inaccurately named Hitchhiker's Guide trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the cover for the Hitchhiker's Quartet. Alright. Let's try again up here. Alright. After, you know, an hour, are we ready to do this shit? Yeah, I heard you were, like, moving around and adjusting. Well, yeah, the internet seems to be not being a giant dink, so I've gone up to a quiet place that's not going to have my roommate and his sister probably making more noise than <laughs> your and your wife. Yeah. <laughs> well,. I've got the recording going through RTX Voice. I've managed to figure that whole setup out. So, like, the recording's not hearing anything. But that means I I can't. I see. But I can't do both. I can't give you RTX Voice and the recording because otherwise you'd hear yourselves. Motherfucker. (laughs) Sorry, you get to enjoy some super exclusive background noise. (laughs) Lucky us. Oh, one other thing before we start. My wife got a blanket that's like a puzzle for dogs that I didn't know was a thing that existed, and it's super cool. So, what, you hide a dog biscuit in the blanket somewhere? Yeah, it's got a bunch of, like, uh, frills and folds and stuff, and they need to, like, figure out how to get into it. Here, I'll post a little picture. So it's got, like, folds and pockets and tubes, and they need... You had a bunch of treats in it, and it, like, occupies them. Hmm. Yeah, there's, um, there's, like, a whole line of things for that. Yeah, I just went to Google Images and and looked up, like, dog puzzle blanket, and, yeah, there's a ton of designs. But they all have, like, similar ideas where, like, they need to learn how to move things aside rather than just going for it. Hold on. Although, at first... Uh, the dogs definitely just tried to brute force it. They were like, oh, I know there's a treat in here, so I'm just going to grab and pull. <laughs> you're you're still muted, CJ. I hope you know that. I know I'm muted this time. Okay, good. Because <laughs> he hadn't said anything in a little while, and I wasn't sure if he knew. I think Saturday of Theriacon is going to kill me. How many games are you playing, Rob? I'm doing 11 hours straight, which is nothing compared to you last year. But <laughs> I think if I've heard the rumors correctly, they're trying to make it so nobody can do like I did last year. Yes. So uh, it's limited to two games a person for yeah. the time being. Like when we first started talking about it in the director's server, like the very first thing that came up was like, we shouldn't we should stop Amy from trying to kill herself this year. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you try to limit my D&D experience. <laughs> yeah, she's just going for the full experience there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was like, what, 48 straight hours of D&D give or take? Yeah, give or take. I don't know. I had our game the Friday night and then I think I had a few hours of sleep, and then it was just like D and D from four seven a.m. No, Theo's game was at four a.m. So yeah, it was like from four a.m. to like eleven p.m. Or something. I don't know. It was a ridiculous amount of time. And then I had games on Sunday. God, 
<laughs> yeah, four of the games are full already. Mine has got one slot left. Yeah, I... I'm unfortunately already signed up for two, Rob, or else I would go for yours as well. <laughs> for any more uh, player, you know, the only way I could do it would be to run 11 day, hour days, both Saturday and Sunday, um, or sign up for like a 3 a.m. game, which I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. No, it turns out I'm personally being limited, so... <laughs> the rule applies to everyone, but you were the one who made the rule necessary. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I had a good, great time. I don't know why it needs to be necessary. Because <laughs> we were all worried for your health. <laughs> you could always hey, get into the finale I... with a high enough bed. So. That is true. Mm-hmm. You could always get into the finale game with a high enough bed, just like last year. So. Yeah. Just pay your yeah. way to hang out with some of the cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I don't have... I ha- The thing is, I took the weekend off last year, and I'm not doing the same thing this year, because I have... Um, I have a week off in October, so I don't want to like push my luck with the bosses. <laughs> I was surprised at how quick and positive response was because Dave was saying, "Oh, I'm going to start reaching out to the cast," and then like within a few hours, it was like I already have three confirmations, and I went, "Wow, okay." Yeah. So who's playing? Who? Which cast members are playing in the finale game? Uh, Ryan, Mindy, um, Xavier, uh, Susan, Susan, I think. Maybe Rob. I know he reached out to Rob, but I wasn't paying close enough attention to know. I, I think he's not confirmed, but he's trying to work it out. Uh, okay. There may be one other, but I'm not sure if that they've got a confirmation on that either. Yeah, it looks like the most recent update was that Rob has to go to a wedding that weekend, probably. Um... And so maybe not Rob, depending that the wedding's still happening because COVID. Maybe Alex or Ian that's the other one? I'm not sure. What? I'm in the finale? I wasn't told that. Yeah. <laughs> I should get into the finale. <laughs> yeah, the other ones he mentioned publicly were Ryan, Mandy, Xavier, Rob, and Susan. Yeah, like one of the first things that was mentioned was like, uh, well, we'll just have to have like a two-game limit just to start. <laughs> and then uh, just don't tell Amy, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I saw Dashik's tag me. He's like, "Well, it looks like Amy's not doing what she did last year because there's still spots in games." And I was like, "Whoa, don't tempt me! I will break those rules." Well, I mean, to be fair, Dave said he was going to ask nicely. So if things don't fill up, then mm-hmm. maybe you'll you'd be like, "Yeah, you can squeeze in a few extra." Yeah, no, but like I said, I don't have the weekend off, so I have to work Friday, Saturday. So as it is, I think the two games I'm in just happen to like slip nicely into the schedule. It works out. <laughs> but hmm? it works out. But I just find yeah. it really funny that's like an, a running joke in the whole community of like, Amy, you you did too much. It's not healthy. <laughs> it was fun. I ate fruits. I ate that in general. Did you sleep? The only I had coffee. That's the same thing. <laughs> I specifically I went and out and bought my coffee machine like the week before so I would have coffee for the Therion. I might sign up for Casey's game as an alternate just in case somebody drops out. But yeah, I haven't that. kept an eye on it because I was busy when sign up started, so Andy went ahead and signed up for me. Yeah, I almost emailed him. It was like, huh, 
You're signed up, and then there's another player signed up called Andy Barley One. What's going on? <laughs> no, that's that was for me. Um, because I had told him I would grab spots in his and Casey's game, but then I ended up having a date this afternoon and wasn't around for the, you know, sign-up time, so. Did it go well, at least? It did go well. Uh, it's a girl I've been talking to on Hinge for a little while now, and we've been doing, like, video chats and stuff, but it was our first, like, in-person meeting. Hinge. 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 I don't know how to meet people, so I have to go with uh, the online stuff. You know? I haven't even just—I just had to Google. It. I'm like, I haven't heard of that one. Although I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's weird. I'm oh, also there is a whole world of, of dating apps. I, I'm not surprised because you know I've been taken like forever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't know shit about dating apps. Me either. And I saw like my son the other day had been on something and in my head I got Tumblr and Tinder mixed up. And I was like, wait. Hey. Mm-hmm. You've been on Tinder? I was like, no, Dad, I've been on Tumblr. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's like, oh. like two years ago, that would still be a little bit concerning. <laughs> Even now, titch concerning, but it's fine. Eh, it's, it's slightly less concerning, but still concerning. Yeah, it's super sanitized now, which is why it's dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it just depends on how hard you look for stuff. But well, probably. Yeah. Mm. Yes. All right, uh, dogs. Oh, he's barking with a ball. <laughs> All right, let's get this show on the road. All right. Okay. I'm gonna put a marker in. And I don't have to. If we gotta. If we gotta, we're here to play D and D. We don't need to have just like a six or eight hour long episode of just us bullshitting f- forever. <laughs> yeah, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> are you really, really sure though? I mean, it's up to two hours and change because the last one was like an hour and change of us just hanging out mm-hmm. and chatting, which was fun, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> Maybe that is what we're here for, and like the D and D games, just kind of the afterthought. Yeah. So like we the main show is called behind the scenes and then like the, we have an after show where we play D and D or something a little bit. <laughs> yes. So here's a question that I should probably know. What times are Theriacon game at? Uh, normal recording time. Oh, okay, excellent. Is what I called for. It was like because you worked that Friday, so I was like, hey, let's just do uh, normal recording time because that should work out great. Yeah, yeah I, I know somebody was talking about, like, Friday at a ridiculously late time, and it's like, yeah, that's not going to work. I work Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah, I do, okay. too. Never mm-hmm. mind. All right, well, normal record time it is. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> so we're here. Hello, and welcome to Do Not Resuscitate, the DNR Fancast. I am your DM, Ken, and joining me is Rob. Hey, I'm Rob, and I will be playing uh, Hamish Thorleifson, the Dwarf Sorcerer. And Ian. I am Ian. I'm playing uh, Liam Melsir, the half-elf bard. CJ. Hello. My name is CJ, and I remember to wake up this time. Hell yeah. yeah. Also, I play Jacoba, the drow bard. It was a huge behind-the-scenes because we just hung out. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, Amy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amy, and I'll be playing V, the half-orc fighter. <laughs> who forget. Are we sure? Are we sure? Fight. I'm pretty sure we could convince me that she's a barbarian. 
Like, is there a little interest? Take, care, take advantage of her low intelligence score. She's not living up to her full potential. <laughs> She's quite happy. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, recap. Two sessions ago, you went down into the Cobalt Den after having killed the Rat King and his army to get some loot in. You fought some stuff. You got some loot. It was great. Uh, uh, and then you came back. Uh, coming back, um, things in Fairbay were not great. There was a bunch of, like, everything was in chaos. There were no people on the streets. There was objects walking around, doors hopping around. There was a swarm of rats, like, uh, running around like schools of fish on the ground. And there were zomb- uh They were undead as well. They're like undead rats swarming around. It was, uh, it was rough. So the, the party decided to go down... T- to the uh, the graveyard to try and figure out what the hell's going on. Like everything was clearly coming from the catacombs, and but before they can get into the catacombs, they they snuck in through the church because the church was safe on the inside, and the the graveyard was just destroyed. All the corpses and all of the headstones just got up and walked away. But standing guard were the statues of our good old friends Folden Fulthorn and Hagar Hammerhand. So you you guys had to fight them. And it went pretty well. uh, They were kind of tough enemies, but you did good. And then you went down into the catacombs beneath the graveyard, and it was just dead silent. No activity inside. And at the end of the whole thing, you found, uh, like, an old, like, temple set up, like a shrine. And behind it was, like, this, like, whirlpool against the wall, a horizontal whirlpool. And... One by one, uh, reasonably hesitant, I would say, one by one you all decided to jump in and see what the deal was, and V was the last one to go in, and the Jimmy and crew decided, you know what, nah, I'm not going to do this. And Susie was going to join, but V and Susie had a nice moment alone and went, no, it's it's best you go back. And I rolled, and unfortunately the dice said it was not yet their time, and V... They robbed me! <laughs> and Susie gave V a, a, like a peck on the head and said, you know, go get him. And so she left. So it's really just the party. I wasn't sure if if you guys were going to bring along Jimmy and crew into this unknown abyss, but you decided not to. told them to go... Well, Jimmy and, and Mr. Honorable was like, nah, I don't want to deal with the spooky stuff. <laughs> Susie was willing to join, but V said, no, it's best you, just for your safety. So, mm-hmm. on the other side of the whirlpool, you found yourselves in this cave space. And the cave space um, had a very tall succubus woman reaching out and shaking hands with the ghost of Lindquist. And then after they shook hands and there was a glow, the images faded away and then reformed, and the scene played out exactly exactly in repeat, over and over again. And we left off, and I know out of character, Rob and Amy, and I'm sure, I'm sure everyone, because we all have the book now, recognized the art I used. Mm-hmm. So we could probably start this off with everyone rolling a religion check to see if they know for sure who this is. And you know what I, he specifically is? And he specifically is religion and any intelligence based checks. <laughs> and where is I did not mean to roll twice. I collapsed all of my stuff. Jeremy. Hey. 
<laughs> skills, religion. Hard, hard. They're being. Out. <laughs> I can't yeah. religion. Wow. No, so <laughs> vegan one. V's the only one. Well, V and Hamish are distracted as hell, but. Jacoba got a 21, Jer- Jeremy got an 18, Liam got a 20. H- Hamish and V are a bit distracted by something. Um, that's a hot succubus lady in front of us. I don't what could possibly be distracting us. Fair. <laughs> totally fair. If the two of just had forgotten, we just had that conversation before they needed to have it again. <laughs> In fact, he's probably noting it down word for word so that if they decide they need it a third time, he's got it for them. Oh. <laughs> and like a dummy, I wrote down the description I gave you in my notes and not the correct answer. So I need to open up my Adventurer's Guide to Theria, Volume 1, Alara, in order Ooh. to pull her name up. Because if I, I had the book open and I wrote these notes down and then <laughs> forgot to... <laughs> Actually, write it down. So you all know for certain that this is a demon lord, and I need to pull up which one this is, and I don't remember which page the demon lords are on. Don't worry, this will be edited out. No big deal. There's no awkward pauses post post editing. <laughs> What's an awkward pause here in the book? We are professionals. Exactly. Two eighty two is the page they're on. Yep, just after the best, Yuri. I think that would be Locon. You would be correct. Yes, it is Locon. Uh, she she's interested in like uh, let's see. She's interested in in perfection. She will often grant powers or change mortals who are narcissistic or unhappy with themselves. Lindquist clearly uh, fits that description. Unhappy with himself. Uh, she will twist their desires and then use them to inflict horrors on her victims. So, the just the the expression on her face in this se- in the sequence that is playing over and over again is that of amusement. the The very notion that a ghost with unfinished business is coming to her for power is really novel and hilarious. <laughs> so she. The the impression you all get is that she's granting this ghost her demon power just to see what's going to happen, because it sounds fun. Hmm. So yeah, everyone except Hamish and V know exactly who this is. Um, should I be grabbing my setting book to look this up? I pretty much just read you everything that we have on her. It's like one paragraph. <laughs> Alright. Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> There's not much on the demon lords other than the art and their description. Mm-hmm. That's really all we need. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, the sequence continues to play out over and over again. And there, there are anything else in the room at all, or it's just, like, the small room with the sequence playing out? That's it. Pretty much, it's yeah. Gonna, Behind it's you... Gonna take, hmm? Go ahead. It's going to take four cycles before Hamish realizes what's going on. <laughs> so, on the wall behind you is uh, the whirlpool you walked through. It's it's okay. against the wall behind you. But other than that, it's just a cave. Hmm. Interesting. And is it a thing where like 
they're doing the handshake and it's just kind of like instantly snapping back to the beginning of uh it's more like a misty fade so like you see the, sure. the images of them they shake hands their hands glow brightly and as they glow they fade away into like blue sparks the blue sparks kind of swirl around for a little bit and then reform back into the figures at the beginning of the sequence um with a 14 arcana is this some form of like magical thing that Liam can tell nothing specific that you recognize this is like some weird spooky stuff going on like you're not sure um Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, I mean, go for it, Amy. I mean, because I, I, V also feels compelled to try and touch it. So yeah, <laughs> um, you know what? I feel like that requires a wisdom save. I don't think Liam passed, okay. so he's gonna walk up and try Let's and see if he's alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's coming with him. Crit fail. V and Liam are just like, uh, I'm going to touch it. (laughs) I'm going to touch it. Didn't even think about it. Like, we'll see what happens. Stand back real quick. (laughs) Reminds me of this time. I was playing uh, second Borderlands with a friend of mine. And we're running through, and there's this, like, giant thing. Um... It's this, like, pillar, forearm shooting out, and what looks like poses coming out of it. And there's this big red button, uh, like, you know, shoulder height on the pillar running up. And I'm like, I bet if I bet this button, press this button, something bad's going to happen. My friend goes, yes, it will rain fire down upon you. And what did my genius ass do? You push, push the button. The button. Because you have and to. And then rain in front of me. <laughs> I die. And my friend is just like, I fucking told you what was going to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> why did you press the button? That, I'm this, like, really? I think this it, is an important. <laughs> so back to D&D land. This is an important question. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you touching? Um, <laughs> Both of you. Uh... <laughs> I mean, so I know V is going to probably walk up to the succubus and, like, try to, like, poke her on the shoulder. Uh, Liam is probably going to try and do the same thing to um, Ghosty Guy, whose name excuse me. Linguist. It is Linguist? It is Linguist. He he does look a little different. For one, he's, in the beginning of the sequence, his image is slightly transparent, and his Mm -hmm. body language is, like, really meek and and uh defensive but as soon as he shakes hands with uh Lokan there uh he becomes opaque and he starts to stand mm-hmm. up straighter straighter mm-hmm. so both of you try to like shoulder poke different people and they are insubstantial your fingers just pass right through and the sequence continues uninterrupted so at that point, I think she's going to, like, wave her hand back and forth through the head of the... <laughs> Everywhere you touch, like, goes from a solid image to, like, little blue sparks and quickly reforms as soon as the hand leaves. It's like it's like waving your hand through fog. Does it feel like anything or not at all? Uh, like, not at all. 
not at all. Okay, uh, she's going to take a step through it then. <laughs> just she's being very thorough with this. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> more the entire image. Well, not the entire image. She's quite tall, like mm-hmm. like eight or nine feet tall, and so oh, so you're not everything, but everything you pass through bursts into blue sparks and then quickly reforms. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. 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 Aha! I have made an important discovery. <laughs> she this appears to be some kind of illusion. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, I don't think this is real. <laughs> so, Rob, um, you're saying it would take Hamish four loops before he realizes what's four happening. Four loops, yeah. What, what is he doing with that? <laughs> Well, the first two loops, he was being a lot confused and thinking that they had to repeat themselves. The third loop, he was jotting it down like as best he could so that he could remind them. And then the fourth loop, he would like step up and, and he'd be trying to interrupt them and being like, if you've forgotten this conversation, I've got it written down here. And he'll like, stick the book underneath of uh, Lokar's, the image of Lokar's nose so that she can like read her lines off of it. As Liam and V are like, like whooshing waving through them, through <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hmm. um, I mean, I don't have any sort of. Hey, Hamish, can you yeah. shoot them with something? Uh, I mean, I could. Not, See. not while I'm standing here, please. And she's gonna take a few steps back. Uh, which one did you have in mind? Uh, doesn't really matter. I don't like the look of this chick, and she's gonna poke her again from behind. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I looked like she'd be very uh, uh, susceptible to fire, though. That's fair. Yeah, well, she's not susceptible to anything, and he's just kind of like waved his hand through her shoulder and arm. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Uh, tell you what, let's start with this. And uh, Hamish will shoot a crossbow bolt at the image of the Demon Lord, because that's a sentence that's going to have <laughs> good consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the butterfly? Um, well, considering Liam is standing right there, he's going to, like throw himself to the ground. <laughs> yeah, V's like backpedaling real quick. <laughs> but I'll make sure that you're not in his like line of sight. That doesn't... Okay, line of sight's important, because that might... Uh, Hamish is not known for having the best of him. Oh, I wasn't going to mention that part. <laughs> uh, 14. Oh. That's a pretty good shot, though. Uh, so you said through the head? Yeah. So yeah. right, right through the head, same deal. Although because the bolt's a lot smaller, only like her, part of her cheekbone dematerializes and reforms. Huh. Hmm. Well, we've confirmed she is not real. Yeah, but they're just kind of like standing here doing something. I don't really sense any magic. Uh, is there anything? Look through the whirlpool for nothing. I know, right? Kind of disappointing. Um, is uh, is there anything like strange or unusual in this back half of the room that might explain like what's going on, or um, like maybe a door or something? 
No, not in particular. The the cave itself is pretty nondescript, and that might be part of the appeal. Mm. Is that like it's it's meant to be like an esoteric meeting room or not esoteric clandestine? That's the word I'm looking for. It's meant to be like a clandestine meeting space. Because mm. otherwise, just anyone would show up and ask for power. Yeah, but there's like a whole lot of nothing going on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Liam probably turn back to everybody and be like, "Well, I got nothing for this." There seems to be some form of, like, illusory loop here, and he's going to, like, wave through uh, Lindquist's head a couple of times. Uh, I just rolled a wisdom saving throw for Jeremy because he suddenly had the urge to just, like, full-body tackle through the image because <laughs> maybe <laughs> you were just t- doing it wrong. But Jeremy's held himself back, so instead he's going to just, like, scratch his chin and walk circles around the image and try to inspect and see if he notices anything awry. Mm. Is Jacoba got any ideas or is he observing from afar? He's he's just there. No idea? Yeah. Hmm. Alright. Well, looks like it's time for people to go start making their way back through the portal because there's nothing here and this was a waste of time and we could have stayed with I mean the group. (laughs) <laughs> well, hang on. It, it, there might be some other way out of here. And Hamish is going to start prodding at the walls and seeing if there's any like hidden things to find. You know, Hamish, what would I do without you? And <laughs> he's going to start helping. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for loose bricks and stuff. She'll kick some areas to see if they're loose. So, so you spend several minutes like kicking around rocks and stuff and... At the end of every sequence, there's, like, a bright flash, which I imagine gets really annoying. Mm-hmm. So, like, at, at every time, like, the sequence ends, it, like, increases in a glow, and you see, like, shadow. your shadow's cast on the walls, and then it gets dark again, and the sequence reforms, and it goes over and over again. And the sequence itself is, like, less than a minute long. It's quite short. And so... I don't know how determined you guys are to, like, dig through rocks and stuff, but the flashing, I imagine, would get on your nerves. Uh, You know what? I think eventually V will kind of look down at Cheddar and be like, do you... I don't suppose you have any ideas about this, huh? Uh, Cheddar will be like, what did you try? I tried touching it. I tried kicking it. I tried waving my hand through it. I mean... Did you touch all of it? Are shooting it? Is there any spots you missed, maybe? Is there any spots I missed in the illusion? I mean, you all described touching their bodies. They're shaking hands. Well, when it starts flashing, Ian's going to grab one of their hands. Uh, Ian. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to appear out of there. Liam's going to grab one of their hands. Actually, no, he wouldn't know that because Cheddar doesn't actually speak. He speaks no. to me. Yeah, yeah, he speaks directly into her mind. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna kind of like scratch her chin for a second and then grow up, uh, grow up, <laughs> and then grow up and get out of here. <laughs> oh, go up and watch the illusion play through. And as they're going to shake hands, she's gonna like reach into like you know, almost as if we're doing like that hand pile thing. Oh hell yeah! So she's touching them as the they're shaking hands. The hands start to glow, and instead of the images breaking apart, they 
they come together into the light and a little gem glowing gemstone like the soul stone like will fall into her hands i'm assuming it's somewhere in that vicinity mm-hmm. and as soon as she does that three more whirlpools uh appear and uh considering jacoba's token is if people are still digging around rocks and stuff one of them like appears right in front of jacoba unless he's like leaning against the wall or something i don't think he accidentally slips in or anything but well, hey. I accidentally slip in. <laughs> <laughs> I think she accidentally slips in. <laughs> so, so V it looks at the glowing gemstone in her hand. Three more whirlpools open up. So now there's a total of four, and the three more whirlpools something. on the walls are like northeast west, <laughs> and so the the glowing still happens. You hear rushing water, and you hear Jacoba go. What? <laughs> 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 well, uh, I guess we're going in that one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, looks like it. I mean, Jehovah looks like he has it covered. We could try one of the other ones. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel like we need to be there in case he gets his ass in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it'd work anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so if everyone just wanders through... And just FYI, if anyone so much as touches the portal, like pokes it, they get sucked in. Mm. So, and it is unpleasant. Um, let's see, where is my description? So this whole room space is a study, like a large study. Um, nobody here has been in this room, but this was, but uh, Jacova and Liam get, like, an intuition that this was Lindquist's study. Like, in real life, you could probably, like, go into the mayor's manor and find this room. Hmm. And so this was his study. They're, like, all... The walls are, like, totally covered in bookshelves. There's... There's there's a big table in the middle of the room that contains, like, a big map of Alara. And the... There's a a desk, a simple desk with uh, some loose papers on it. Um, let's see, the first, there's a lot of description in this room. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. In the middle of the floor is a huge table covered in the map of Alara. Uh, Lindquist is by himself at the desk reviewing some papers. Uh, what is he reviewing for papers? Really boring stuff. (laughs) He's reviewing, like, ledgers that show Fairbay is, like, pretty strapped for the catch. There's a lot of negative numbers in there. Mm. It's so it's just like a financial report of Fairbay. Hey, uh, mm. the the only positives you see are for food, but things like metal and stone are all negative. Like they have to buy those things. Mm. Well, clearly they didn't build settlements on the right numbers. Um well, Liam's probably going to very quickly lose interest in that and move over to this big table with a map of Alara. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what is everyone else doing? I think V's just pulling random books off the shelf, pretending to look at them and tossing them over her shoulder when they're they prove to be uninteresting. Uh, I I'm willing this to bet. One doesn't have pictures. Boring. This one doesn't have pictures. Boring. <laughs> uh, I guarantee that most of them sound uninteresting 
Excellent. So she's just methodically making her way down. Like, <laughs> just boring, boring, boring. Boring, whatever. <laughs> might eventually, she cares. She might eventually run into, like, a children's book. Like, still boring. Nah, too young. <laughs> too young. Not enough, not enough blood. Um. <laughs> yeah, right? She's looking for, like, a comic book. Like, I want pictures, but not, like, dumb pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, I'm sorry to disappoint. There's no comic books in here. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, what is Jacoba doing? Uh, he's probably actually looking at, uh, the ledgers and, like, what Linquist is doing. Alright, and, like, like what, what he's doing with the ledgers? Yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I won't even make you roll for it. Like, if you're paying close attention, it becomes really clear that he's really stressing out about... The fact that Fairbay's hemorrhaging money, like he's he's trying to see, he's trying to like reconcile their their food exports versus like their iron and stone imports, and it's just it doesn't add up. They don't they're not making enough food to trade out to make up for more advanced materials that they just they just lack. They have to trade for them, and it's not it's a bad business plan. <laughs> it's, it's not really doing well financially for Fairbay. Right. Uh, what is Hamish doing? Um, Hamish is kind of just hanging out by Jeremy, I think. Uh, he's an inexplicable itch to throw a fireball. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't want to set fire to anything in here. So, so you know, there are books, and and books is uh, books and fire are a bad memory for Hamish. So he's sort of like slides his hands into his pocket and just stands by Jeremy, I think. Uh, so if Hamish is just going to hang by Jeremy, because Jeremy was going to follow whatever Hamish did, he's going to instead follow V and start doing the same. He's just going to... Although he doesn't... Although in his own mind, it's not that she's not even really caring about the books. He's actually like reading the titles and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then following mm-hmm. our example and just tossing him over his shoulder. <laughs> Excellent. So like he's clearly like in his mind it's like you're you're clearly looking for like a specific title or something but it'd be weird to ask so he's just kind of <laughs> shuffling through. <laughs> so after a few minutes of like throwing through books and Jacoba's uh, carefully observing the um the ledgers and what what Linquist is specifically working on um where the the whirlpool is a door bursts open and a young man with a letter walks in and like he's breathing hard he's not, he doesn't walk in he's running in and he's he is breathing hard like he just was sprinting for miles um so he he ha- he delivers a letter to him saying it's about the fall of overwatch and Linquist breaks into a huge grin and and jumps and hugs the courier who was really surprised but finds Lindquist's joy really infectious and he starts smiling too. And after a few moments of, of celebrating, the courier leaves and closes the door behind him, which then reverts back to just the portal. Or And, and to be clear, the whirlpool is always there. It's just that when the courier comes through, there's now just a wood door standing open and no doorway. Mm. So it's like it clipped through the, the portal. So after he gets the letter, he he uh, opens it up, and he goes back to his or he doesn't he opens it up, he reads it, he sits down, and he goes back to the ledgers. But then he looks back at the the letter and back to the ledgers, 
and he, he seems to be thinking for a few moments. And then holding the letter, he stands up from his desk, and he walks over to the map of Alara. And if it's a straight line from the desk to the map, I assume Liam's standing right there. Mm-hmm. So so the, the specter of Lindquist, like, walks through Liam, which I imagine is a bit surprising. Mm. <laughs> and so he stares at it. He stares at the map. And his eyes are, are darting all around. He's, his mind is moving, like, at a thousand miles an hour right now. And suddenly he, like, runs back to his desk, like, runs, grabs a charcoal pencil, like, a couple charcoal pencils from his desk, and runs back to the map and starts drawing notes and arrows and stuff. And he starts writing up plans on how the fall of Overwatch will solve all of Fairbay's financial problems. Like, he, he immediately connects the dots that that Overwatch and Brightport were, are, like, two major cities that could start doing trade now that uh, Overwatch has fallen, or Overdale, rather, uh, well, could be the new trade, and Fairbase right in the middle of that route. And so he starts drawing, and, like, as he's drawing, he, he after several moments of, it's like five minutes of drawing, he'll sprint towards the door, and then the... After, a, like, a moment or two of silence, he'll go back, he'll reappear at the desk looking at the ledgers. So, I don't know if anyone's doing anything while he's, like, manically drawing on the map. I imagine V is still tossing books. <laughs> eh, go stuff, whatever. Whatever. I figured, you know what? I figured out the last one, it's somebody else's turn. <laughs> she'll wander over and look at what's being drawn on the map here. Yeah, that's what Liam would be paying attention to. So the the notes are pretty much what I described. He he's he's, mm. he's writing some details about like sp- some specific plans that he had, which was like he needs to send uh, messages to the new monarch of Overwatch. Which I don't think the renaming happened immediately. I think that letter was just no, news. Fine, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so like the the. The letter was just the news, so he's like, need, need to find, a, need to send a message to the new monarch of Overwatch and to Brightport and and uh, set up trade routes or like sell it as a tourist spot, stuff like that. So like he's just jotting down random ideas about how, like how do you get people traveling from one major city to the other to stop at Fair Bay and spend their money? Hmm. Um, is this table and all of its contents corporeal? Yeah, yeah, the the stuff okay. in the room is corporeal. Only the people are incorporeal. Alright. And I'm assuming, like, the note that's being handed off is also incorporeal. Uh, yes. Alright. Hmm. Um. Although the note never really leaves the hand of Lindquist himself, to be yeah. fair. So, like, except for, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, even then. It's like, when he sits down at the desk with the note, he, wa- he wants to go back to his, his you know, boring, mundane work. But he's still holding the letter, and he, like, looks back and forth, like, there's there's something here. I feel like there's another situation, like, the previous room that we're waiting for, and I haven't seen it. Uh, um, is there anything special about this map? Or yeah, uh, 
Nothing in particular, although one thing of note is that when the scene resets, all of the notes also reset. Alright. So, like, the, the the charcoal pencils disappear off the table, they go back to the desk, and mm-hmm. and so everything that happens during the sequence gets reset when the whole sequence resets. So all, all mm. the, so it's interesting to watch, like, all of the charcoal scribblings, like, peel off of the table and mm. in, into blue sparks and then fly back towards the desk. Mm. So this is when he got his brilliant... I think this room, and Liam is saying this out loud, like, I think this room is just kind of telling us the story of what's going on. This whole space might be telling us the story of what's going on. Yeah. Well, like, just in case we need it, I'm going to sketch out this map and the notes that Ling is making on the thing. Uh, wait for the thing to replay and he's going to do a quick sketch of the map and, and where it's marked. Uh, question for V. Is she yeah. interested in gambling? It's probably the most interesting book she's run across, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she might stop for a second and flip through it. Because there's a book titled I Bet the Pot, and it's a book about various gambling games. Card games, games of chance. Like, it's, that's all it is. Just the diff- various rules, various variants of book, or of of different games. Um, I'm going to roll a flat d20 and see if she keeps it or tosses it. Nope, that's tough. <laughs> uh, well, that's good for five minutes of entertainment. Like, eh, these are all boring games. Throw oh, stupid games, I hate these. Oh. There's no alcohol involved. <laughs> it's literally just the rules of what you do with the cards and the dice. Ugh. She might be surreptitiously trying to, like, toss them at Jacoba. Like, over her shoulder, but, like, without anybody noticing, just, like, kind of, like, looking and seeing how cl- how close she can get to hitting him by throwing them that way. Well, well, she'd have to throw them quite the distance, because you two are kind of... The desk is, like, roughly in the middle of the room, and the... It's a large room. <laughs> That's fine. She's, this is how she's keeping herself entertained. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Sorry, Jacoba. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, trying to look through my list of books. I don't think the rest of these are very interesting. Well, there's one about the about a a story about the Great Hunt. I don't know if she would find that very interesting. It's got a picture of a werewolf on it. Is that nine out of twenty interesting? That yeah, that's nine out of twenty interesting. I mean, not so. So more wow, tough crowd. <laughs> right? Wow, so more meh. Cool. This <laughs> is like a little bit more interesting than the gambling one. Then she's like flipping through and she's like, oh, so many tiny words. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like, here, Jeremy, and she'll toss it to him. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy opens it up and goes, ooh, <laughs> and he like pretty much immediately just curls up, sits down, and starts flipping through it. Excellent. Can I pick up the map? Um, the yes, I would say yes. It's it's quite large. It'd be hard to pick up on your own, but yes. Uh, and that's is that the only thing on the table? Uh, other than the charcoal pencils that hmm. that Lindquist puts on it when he ends up in his manic episode. Hmm. If yeah. It's just a loop through an animation. There's no shine on this one. What would I roll for 
how quick of a reader Jeremy is, because I don't know. Intelligence? Um, yeah, he's he's pretty smart. Six. Oh, damn. <laughs> Poor guy. He's not very fast. <laughs> um, I would say nineteen is close to is is good enough to get very close to hitting him. You're not rolling to hit. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Roll a basic range attack. Go. Um, Wait, isn't that dex? Yeah, it's, good at it's just like a dex check. <laughs> you have no proficiency. Can it be strength instead? When I throw my hand axe, it's strength. Because you've trained hand axes. Yeah, this is an improvised. Have you trained at throwing books as a weapon? <laughs> <laughs> it's an improvised weapon, so I'd say just roll a flat dex. What is your dex plus? It's only a plus one. So D20 plus one. <laughs> hey! Jesus. 19, yeah. That's my AC. Uh, either way, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You are. Uh, 15. She's doing, doing it again over her shoulder where she's just, like, kind of taking a quick look and then pretending to nonchalantly, like, toss it over her shoulder. And it flies right across the In the temple, and he just collapses. <laughs> it, it stings. No hit points of damage, but... Ow. Hey. <laughs> Rude. Hey. The corner of the book hits him right in the temple and he just drops like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is so unfortunate. Um, with the map not there, I'm assuming Linklist, when he picks up the charcoal, just is writing on the table. Yeah, and so there's arrows pointing from nothing to nothing. All right. All right. Um, the next time it loops around, can Liam grab the charcoal pencil when uh, Linquist does? Uh, when he tries, it is incorporeal. Alright. So, not the same kind of logic puzzle that the previous room was. Um, I'm way too visual to be able to do this shit right now. <laughs> uh... You're freaking out. Going through the papers. The previous one you had to at a certain time, but it was an obvious thing. So there's nothing obvious here. Um, so I think Liam would suggest that we try one of the other rooms just to see what's going on. That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. So you guys voip back. Although someone's going to have to grab Jeremy. He is lost. Uh, Yeah, Liam will grab Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy goes, no, 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 I was in the middle of a sentence. I assume that doesn't uh, stop well, him. <laughs> I mean, wait, we gotta go, we gotta try one of the other rooms, Jeremy. Okay. And it goes to, like, he's still holding on to the book, and he goes through the, the whirlpool. And on the other side of the whirlpool, the book's gone. And he's like, ah. Oh. I lost my face. especially for Jeremy. <laughs> oh. Jeremy, so wait. Show me how you did that. <laughs> I, I I went through the portal and it was gone. So, do that. That's the real kind of magic. <laughs> um, does Liam still have the map? Nope. Okay. Interesting. Every everything people try to bring out of the room uh, disappears. What about the drawing of the map that Hamish did in his little notebook? Yeah, that does stay because that yeah. was comprised entirely out of things that you brought with you. Okay. All right. So you, uh, you have a record, at least. Yes. Yeah. Top. 
North. Up. Up. All right. Allow me to just reveal, because I didn't feel like doing dynamic lighting for a few squares. That's fair. It's the same fucking thing. It's it's the study again, except this one's a little different. So, it's not just Lindquist in the study this time. The table is surrounded by... It, it, this room is crowded. The room is... The, the table, the map, is surrounded by a group of all of the important f- figures of Fairbay. And you've met pretty much all of them. Tuesday, Melville, uh, Ethel, Lindquist, uh, and just, like four others you've never met. So you've met half of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that count. <laughs> so the map still has the same notes that he wrote in the previous room, uh, detailing mm-hmm. like the trade route and the map to, and everything. And the specter of Lindquist appears to be making a speech, and his mouth is moving, but no sound is coming out. And mm. after several moments of speaking, all everyone in the room raises glasses that they're holding, and they go to drink. And Lindquist's chest starts to glow, and he collapses. And everyone in the crowd, er, everyone starts to crowd around him to check on him. And uh, Melville sprints to leave the room. And after a few moments, uh, it, and Lindquist is like frothing at the mouth, turning purple, like he's been poisoned. And... Mm. And after several moments of unfortunate, uh, probably hard to look at, unfortunate suffering, uh, he falls limp, and then all of the figures turn into the now familiar blue sparks and reform, and the sequence repeats. How uh, does Melville look when he's running out of the room? Like, like panicked, like really oh. worried. Does anybody look guilty? I mean, you could roll insight. <laughs> okay. Tuesday. You know what? Fine. Fine. I'll roll insight. Let's do this. Seven. Yeah. Um, Tuesday is so fucking guilty. Either they, yeah, I, yeah, seven is either they all look really guilty or none of them look guilty or V hates Tuesday and that's her conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tuesday did it, guys. <laughs> Look at her, the bitch. <laughs> um, you said there was a flash of light when uh, Linquist drank uh, drank his wine? Yeah, after he drank, his chest starts to glow, and he collapses. Um, well, glowing light, we've already established that pattern. So Liam would like to lay his hand on Linquist's chest when it starts to glow. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, this time there's just uh, the blue sparks as you touch him. <laughs> Liam's Sorry. gonna throw a book at him. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> you know, I'm really just starting to feel like you're a copycat now. <laughs> hey, Liam throws it. his book at V. <laughs> she catches it. Throwing books is fun. And throws it back harder. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna roll luck. Um, ah, damn! I was hoping it was the gambling book again because that would have been funny. <laughs> what are the odds? Well, the book oh, can tell you. Oh, home. That's the name of the book. What are the odds? <laughs> oh, that's what I should have called it. <laughs> damn it! I'm gonna I'm gonna say that actually. There is another book called What Are the Odds, and it's like the statistics of of games of chance. <laughs> It's a game theory book. Yeah, it's a ga- exactly. Uh, it's a game theory and math book. <clears throat> so first one, well, at least we're going in chronological order. 
Because the first one, Linquist gets a note and is like, hey, I know how to save the town. Um, he calls everybody in to save the town, and they're like, we don't want to save this town, so they poison him, which seems... We already knew this, but that seems like a little weird, but whatever. Not my town. Kind of. Well, you went through the west portal, and now you went through the north portal, so you're going I clockwise. I know. Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I hate all of this. <laughs> um, well, try the last room. So if if Liam uh, suggests that outright, uh, Jeremy was, like, looking through the bookshelves trying to find the book he was reading. <laughs> and, like, he did not have enough time to even find it. And if Liam says that out loud, Jeremy's like, oh, man. <laughs> Jeremy, you've got... Don't you already have books at home? But... Well, yeah, but that one was interesting. Ah, whatever, let's go. And Jeremy will kind of sulk <laughs> through the portal. Oh. Well, we'll get Jeremy a book when this is over. Maybe even that book. Maybe even that book, except you don't know the title. Or what it's about, because Jeremy's the only one who does. Yeah, I was going to say, did you ask? <laughs> so I assume everyone's going to go through, or is V and Hamish staying behind? Oh, no. Alright, so... Hey guys, you want to take a wild guess what this next room is? Is it going to be the study again? The DNR offices. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Hold on, I need to... Hey, that's where I am. Get off your face. Okay. No, I want to ride on your shoulders. No! <laughs> so, final... Oop, not the... Not that. Final room is the study once again. So, this time, the study looks very, very different. It is, like, the bookshelves are completely empty. The The map of Alara looks very different. It's, like, the, all the lines are the same, but instead of being a piece of large, large piece of parchment on a table, the entire map pattern is burnt into the wood of the table and is glowing like embers. And the desk that Lindquist was sitting at is overturned and this whole place is dusty like it's been abandoned for years. Huh. Hold on nothing. So is it it like um like burned into Burned into the table like someone heated up like a metal stamp and burned it in, or like did like a little torch like it, heated up a piece of metal to kind of burn it into the wood. It, it looks like someone is like taking a torch directly to it, and it's glowing red. Okay. Actively glowing red. Yeah, actively glowing red. Not like blackened, as in it is glowing red embers right now. Very thin, very thin lines, but it's striking. Right. Mm -hmm. Gives yeah. room like a. Yeah, I wouldn't have learned that one. <laughs> yeah, like gives the whole room like an eerie red tinge to it. Um, Liam's just gonna swipe his thumb over one of those glowy red lines. And as soon as he touches it, um a couple figures walk straight through the wall. Uh oh. Uh oh. And everyone needs to roll initiative. <laughs> yes! Uh <laughs> oh boy. I'll be honest. Each year's, it's about freaking time. I'm so sick of all these books. <laughs> I have to think about these things. Boring. I was, I was 
I was half thinking like there's no books on the on the shelves, so V is just like throwing the bookshelves because she needs something to throw. <laughs> <laughs> something physical. So mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm not sure how well this is gonna go. <laughs> oh, that's for these guys. For you. Um Oh, um, I forgot to mention when she was given the stone, but I will say she would have handed it to Cheddar to hold on to. <laughs> the stone? Oh, right, the soul stone. I forgot. Yeah, you gave a mouse the soul stone. I gave a mouse the soul stone. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the whole. I wrote this whole encounter, and I forgot about the rock that you guys are supposed to be getting. <laughs> well, listen. Now Cheddar has it. I'm sure nothing's gonna go wrong. Oh, fun! What? Two ties. Beautiful. Um, Ian, or Liam gets to go first. They're not that dexterous. And I know he's dexterous, so I'm just going to give you a 17. What's what's their dex? Because maybe my dex beats their dex. Oh, um, what is your dex? It's a 13. Or a plus one. I don't know which part matters. Uh, well, the plus matters. Um, well, that's a tiebreaker, so your dex is higher, so... Excellent. I will give you one more point. If it was a perfect tie, oof. That would have sucked. Okay, there we go. Would have been a rollout. Yeah, right? All right, so Liam gets to go. Mm. He gets to go first, which is great. Which I think yes. is really important because he's the farthest forward in the room. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very bad if either of these things got the first hit on him. Yes. Uh, Liam is going to look very surprised, um, and he is going to say, I'm the fabric version of King Midas. Everything I touch becomes felt. And he is going to <laughs> cast Tasha's hideous laughter on the further of those two uh, very friendly-looking uh, gray-brown things. <laughs> um, the further of them, you said? Yes. Okay, well, they're going to roll, and... Oh, what? The crit. Come on. I was kind of hoping... <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would fail that one. That would have been great. Hmm. Oh, it wouldn't even matter. I don't really want to know what the sound of a clacor laughing is. I know, right? Also, I just I just got to the intelligence part, and it, it wouldn't matter anyway. All right. So I, I guess I'll give you that information. Uh, Liam feels the magic completely bounce off its empty brain. Excellent. Em- empty brain. <laughs> <laughs> empty brain. Um, I I imagine the sound of a clacor laughing is like um, rubbing two pieces of paper together. Mm -hmm. Like rough paper. He is going to very quickly move behind V and give her a bardic inspiration. Oh, good. Love it. All right, so... I forget, do I have two battle axes? Uh, yes, I believe you do. Because uh, at third level, you got the ability yeah. to wield it, and then you we had a whole thrift shopping episode where you bought an old shitty axe and then fixed it up, and it was great. I just remembered all of the past few battles we've had, I've been using my hand axe on my offhand. Oh, well, you'll be... It's good you remembered, because you'll need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, I, I say I'm not sure how well this goes because this is just straight out of the book, but it's CR 
war, and you've been handling CR4 stuff pretty well so far, so I think you'll, <laughs> you might be okay, but this could also go very badly. So, <laughs> I wish you all the luck. Thanks. So, uh, hey, the first floor to go is the one that that Liam targeted. Liam ran behind V. It's going to charge. It's going to charge at V and does an 18 hit? No. Oh. No, uh, let me double check. No. Oh, oh, oh that's right. Now. You got new armor. Yeah, okay, so so the Kalkor sprints straight for Liam, but but V gets in the way and manages to like like check it, like shoulder check it, shoulder to shoulder and stop it dead in its tracks, which is pretty hot. Excellent. <laughs> I love that. And she's just gonna smile really sweetly as she tries to hit it with um, let me oh. double I, that does not hit its AC. Okay, and then the offhand. That, the does, that does hit. So that's 11 damage, boys and girls. All right, that's a good opening. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, 11 wait. is respectable. We haven't had a short... Have we had a short rest since the last fight? We have not, have we? Um... I'll, I'll I'll be generous and say that that whole time you were like pondering and not really doing anything physical while in the initial room. I'd say let's say that counts as a short rest. Excellent. Because you spent quite a bit in there and didn't like immediately touch the hand. You're like, oh, I'm gonna touch them all over, but you're like shoulders and and stomach. I'm like, oh come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> <laughs> we need everything but the hand. <laughs> right? Like that's the part that glows. Like you played video games, right? <laughs> so uh, I assume short rest is in case you want to do uh, action surge uh, yes it is and I'm gonna action surge and try to hit him again so. right. yep action surge and sex- second wind are both on short rest yep are you guys hearing any background noise from me? a tiny bit but it's fine bit. because I'm running okay. through RTX voice so it won't come up on the recording alright cool so yeah, action surge, and we're going to try to hit it again. Oh, and hey, you do, hey. for another 11. Ooh, this is good. I, I feel less worried. Yay! So the second... We're good at something. The second Clocor is... Come on, charge me too. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think it is. They're real dumb. <laughs> so I think it's going to go for what's closest. Which is either Jeremy or Jacoba. It would probably be Jacoba. It's in a straight line from Jacoba. Yeah, yeah there it says there's straight a straight line is probably more more reasonable. Mm-hmm. So twenty two to hit. Ooh. Yep. Okay, how much health do you have? Uh thirty three. Okay. Um you take thirty damage. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Things in Wait, it takes what? <laughs> Make a strength save. Save. Six. Uh, get pushed back against the wall and fall prone. Fortunately, you don't take damage for hitting the wall, but... Oof. Do I hit the wall or do I go through the... It says you're pushed back ten feet and fall prone. Oh, and there's a whirlpool there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jacoba falls through the whirlpool. Shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh! <laughs> mm. Just bonk. 
<laughs> yeah, and he's just like sucked through the portal. There's no follow up. So, Chikova, <laughs> you, you want to spend half your movement to get up, and you are. It was five feet to the portal, and then five feet out of the portal. So, you're strictly speaking ten feet away from your original s- square. I uh, get up, hop right there. I guess <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah, charge is real gross. <laughs> Alright, it's 20 foot. I need Tweedledee and Tweedlejackass to roll me the dex. Oh, well. Uh, the north one fails, the one that hit him. And the one engaged with V fails. Oh, wow, they rolled shit. <laughs> they rolled a 5 and a 3. <laughs> so they rolled very badly uh, and you cast fairy fire so now they have fairy fire everyone has advantage against them for essentially the rest of the encounter because it's one minute mm-hmm. which is like ten rounds what combat lasts ten rounds really uh, so it's not concentration okay. even mm. better oh yeah no fairy fire is fairy fire is pretty nice yeah it's really good uh, I'll do this, I'll do this buzzsaw thing. I guess this buzzsaw is, is vibrant. Because um, I'm about so to go down. <laughs> also, apparently the table is affected because it's each object with an 820-foot cube. Uh, yeah. So if you want to, like, you, you hit the desk and... The table and the desk are now perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the both clickors, the turned-over desk and the, the glowing map is glowing purple. So, if if it's glowing red from the embers and the table's glowing purple from the fairy fire, um, what is that? <laughs> it's like a nice deep maroon color. And as a bonus action, I spit a spit a bunch of blood in uh, Tweedlejack ass's face. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's like a maroon. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Although we can't really be focused on the aesthetics. So. It's Jeremy's turn. When when the click horror comes sprinting towards Jacoba and knocks him clean through the portal, and he comes back bloody, Jeremy's very worried. <laughs> so he pulls out his shiny new greatsword, and he's just going to give him a good whack. And, oh, damn. 21 to hit for 11 damage? Yes. Oh, that's so good. And I believe... um. See battle commands bonus action. Oh, it's really important. He's going to inspiring speech, and he's going to burn one of his inspiring commands to give everyone temporary hit points equal to a roll of their hit die. So everyone roll a hit die and gain that many temporary hit points. Oh, Jeremy! Yay! Jeremy gained one temporary hit point. Oh, poo. I hate I hating. I knew where these walls are. It's on point. it's on core stats. Ah, uh, oh, Jacoba rolled ten. That's really good. <laughs> he mostly did it for Jacoba because oof, <laughs> oof. So Jeremy go like goes for a swing and goes, "You're right, Jacoba. You got this." <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. We got this. Hey, <laughs> doesn't sound super sure. <laughs> 
It's Hamish's turn. What's Hamish gonna do? Hamish is gonna. Ooh, 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 ooh. He has a lot of. Well, yeah, let's start with the Chaos Bolt. Just because that's always fun. Uh, there it is. And I will target. Oh, I'm right next to one, actually. Yeah. Um, tried to charge me. Tried. He tried. Yeah, I am beefy girl. Yeah. So, uh, I will. So Hamish step to the side and then send in a, a scorcher um, at both Klakor. Perfect. Is that a deck save? That is a, a yeah deck save. Okay. Uh, DC thirteen. Dex, gonna roll for the north one. Uh, Dex, miss, and the near one. Oh, barely makes it. So the one nearest to you makes the dex save. But, okay. But the one near Jacoba and Jeremy, he fails. So damage is 3d8. 3d8 and half damage for the one that made the save. Oh, can you roll a d20 for me? Oh, yeah. It's not built into the spell for that one. Ah, no, no dice. All right, so 14 damage on the far one near Jacoba, and half that, 7 damage. Subtracting 7, not making it equal to 7. Those are different things. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. You can set it to 7. But what if it was... What if 7 was higher? <laughs> I'll take that chance. <laughs> All right, that's the end of Hamish's turn. It is now Liam. Um, I feel like V has a, uh, this makes me so happy. Um, I think V's got a pretty good grip on the guy right in front of her. So <laughs> she's going to look at the clicker that's farther away and say, you look like a human version of Mark Zuckerberg and has vicious mockery. <laughs> it's even better on a click <laughs> Uh Wisdom save. Um, does the click even understand you? I don't think so. He needs to be able to hear me. That is the only important, that is the important part. Oh, it says need yeah. not understand you. Doesn't matter. Perfect. Yes. yes. So, uh, it must make a wisdom saving throw. Um... Ah, damn it, made it. Motherfucker. That's a shame. Mm. Okay. Um, if that's your turn, it is now the Kokor's turn. That is nearest to V and Hamish. And these animals are not smart. Hamish was the last one to hit it. Hamish didn't hit it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, he... Yeah, he did a fire beam. And it's it saved, so it took half damage, but it still took damage. Oh, right. But it, so Hamish was last to damage it, so I'm I'm gonna say these creatures run on instinct and basically attack whoever's closest or whoever hit them last. So Hamish hit him last. He's gonna swing his big old meat claw at it, at Hamish, and oh thank God, nine to hit. <laughs> that will not hit. Okay, good. They don't attack twice, so that's the end of its turn. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm okay with it because you saw how much damage these fuckers deal. <laughs> My turn! <laughs> it is V's turn, and she gets advantage on all her attacks, and she gets to swing with two axes. Excellent. So, 23 for five, oh, for five damage. I mean, it hits. Every bit of damage counts. Mm-hmm. 
Hey! And crit for 19 damage. That is enough to knock it out by one point. Excellent. Yay! And I think I was worried. Mm-hmm. And she's going to go 5, 10, and put herself between the Klikor and Jakova, because only she gets to Jakova. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, Jeremy was still the last one to hit it, so it's going to do the same action. And, wow, 9 again. Jeez. Well, that definitely doesn't hit Jeremy's AC, so... <laughs> Oh, thank God. They're not doing great to hit, but the damage they they would be hitting with is ooh, bad. <laughs> Jacoba, your turn. You want to take a little vengeance? Uh, of course I do. So, walk myself right there. Wow. Right there. And do a little slash slash with my brand new shiny longsword plus one. 20. Yes, that hits. Unfortunately, you don't get a second hit. Um, I'm going to healing word myself as a bonus action. <laughs> oh, Jeremy's going to give you his your your chance. So first, he's going to try and soften it up with his greatsword, and then he's going to use a uh, man or no, that hits, but not by a lot. Or wait, no, thirteen doesn't hit. Sorry, I was I was distracted by the uh, advantage. But that's still not enough. So he's going to use his bonus to give Jakova a commanding strike. Um, You get to use your reaction to make a basic attack. And you get... He rolls a d4, and you add one damage to it if you hit. Uh, Or... Wait, hold on. Wait, is that the one with the negative five penalty or whatever? Um, No, that is a different one. Oh, God. That's daring assaults. Mm. This is commanding presence. Or no, no, no. Um, you may forego your attack to allow an ally to attack instead. Never mind. I misunderstood that. Um. Oh, I misunderstood the daring assault. The daring assault can be done at any time. I completely misread his abilities. We've been playing this wrong. So oh, no. anyone who's within hearing range of Jeremy can at any time choose to take a minus five to hit to then roll an additional 2d6 damage. Anyone can do that at any time. I was mis... I, I misunderstood that. The commanding presence is... Or, or the, the attack one is he chooses not to attack and someone else can attack instead. Mm. So, I mis, I misunderstood. However, now knowing the daring assault thing, anyone can, can try that. Cool. Uh, reading that, it says, anyone who makes an attack roll. So I guess, technically speaking, that also accounts for attack spells. So <laughs> if anyone wants to shoot with a chaos bolt or a fire bolt or something, at minus five to hit. Oh, why not? <laughs> I can think of a couple reasons. Chaos <laughs> bolt at minus five? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, minus five to hit, plus 2d6 damage. It is Hamish's turn, so let's let's do it. He's going to do a daring firebolt at, I mean, 21 is good. Three on the surge. So close. I get 2d6 more damage for a total of... Four. So it's... A total of nine. Nine damage total. It's fire damage. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Hamish is going to look... Really pleased that it's fire damage. Finally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Success. 
All right. It is Liam's turn. Um, I can't give a bardic inspiration to myself, can I? Can I? Is that a thing I can do? I don't think so. What are you asking? I don't think so. I don't think I have... Yeah, I pulled the PDFs off my computer. Yes, yeah. If you can bardic inspiration yourself? Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think you can give it to someone else. Through storing word or music is what it says. Okay. Yeah, it's only cutting word that you can kind of sort of use to affect you because it affects enemies. Okay. One creature other than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You got this, me. Inspiring. <laughs> well, fuck it. Um, Are you going to daring assault at advantage for 2d6 damage bonus? Yes. Hell yeah. Let's do this. There's a very real chance Liam drops it. That would be a three. Uh, nope. Even with advantage. <laughs> Guess not. Yeah. Uh, who was the last? Was it Jeremy? No, it was... Hamish. Oh, it was Hamish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but there's people in the way. Well, that's a problem. He needs to go through you in order to get to Hamish. Um, does 11 hit? No. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Um, it would have been fine anyway. Um. So that's Clacor that's going right now. That's the dead one. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Never mind, it's V's turn. We skipped that. <laughs> I, should, I forgot to delete it from the tracker. You're right. Hey, well, let's make them both dead ones. Um, That's another crit. Your crit damage alone is enough to knock it out. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. It's a good thing they rolled for sh- rolled shit crit for damage. On both crit damage dice. Mm. Oh, fantastic! Wow. So good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I gotta say, I don't know if you are familiar with um, their damage in the book. <laughs> I haven't taken a look. Okay, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's very good they rolled bad to hit because they would have been de- every single time they were rolling above ten damage. Damn. Like yeah. seventeen damage, fifteen damage, and the charge. Yeah, well, the charge specifically does all kinds of bonus damage, but it requires distance to be traveled. So that's really an opening salvo. So, and they're not smart enough, I think, to take a few steps back and charge again. Yeah, like doesn't didn't Jason like ramp up a lot of damage on things? Like, don't the things that Theria just do a fuck kind of damage? Yeah, well, his general rule of thumb, at least for fourth edition, was he cut their health in half and doubled their damage. Mm. And so things hit really hard, but you can also take them down. So, like, these things didn't have a stupid amount of health, but they hit, like, trucks. So, anyway, once you kill the two Klakor, you, a uh, gemstone floats out of the table. <laughs> <laughs> this one glowing a nice red. Oh, that's the mine, uh, the, the reality story. Oh, right. <laughs> God damn it, I completely forgot. Um, when Liam touched the other, the previous stone, or V, when V touched the previous stone, she was <laughs> filled with like sensations and not quite memories but but notions like intuitions and such and so she she was filled with uh i feelings of like inadequacy and anger and desperation and i don't know who's going to grab this stone 
I mean, was she able to tell that it wasn't her feelings? Like, uh, well, definitely, because they came on really strongly yeah. the moment the stone touched her skin. It, okay. I think. Oh wait, but does she feel that the whole time she's holding it? Because if yes, she never would have given it. Well, she if she puts it in her pocket, the moment it's not touching her skin, or as the moment she's not carrying it, if she puts it in a pocket or something, it. it, it okay, it, that's what I mean. Though, if it's like from being carried, then she definitely wouldn't give it to Cheddar. She'll put it in a pocket. Yeah, it. The feelings are still there, but not as strong when it's in the pocket. Mm-hmm. That was a whole. These notes are. I got a lot of notes here. <laughs> so, so this one. Um, what did I write for this? So this one represents like his ambition, and so whoever touches this stone is filled with like a lot of determination and need to be better and and to learn and but like the kind of the consuming kinds like the kind that's born from insecurity like I'm not doing good enough god damn it I need to do more that kind of feeling it's it, it's a feeling of urgency I think I think when he sees it pop up Liam is going to grab the stone just like, oh, like, D grabbed the last one. It seemingly was important and did stuff. Let me grab this one. All right. Um, and, and so he's he's filled with those feelings of, like, he needs to be better than he is now. It, and there's this urgency. Um, and at that, I think he's going to be, like, look at everybody and be like, guys, there has to be something with these other rooms that we missed. Like, like the, the main room in the center had the white light. This one had the red light with something. Like, we missed something in the other rooms. We like, and he's just going to, like, walk that through to I mean, I investigated check. the book pretty closely. He, like, power walks. He's like, this, these happen right now. <laughs> like, back into, uh, I'm going to go with the western okay. room. First room. The first room was the one where he was looking at the ledgers. And was hand- yes. and a courier came in, handed him a letter uh, telling about the fall of Overwatch. And after a few moments, he came, in, fe- came into a manic episode, started scribbling all over the map, and then sprinted out of the room. That's the recap-ish. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think like Liam is just going to be like in that room, just furiously like, looking for something. Uh, like I don't, I I don't know what he's looking for. I don't know if he knows what he's looking for, but he's going to be like. Fervently searching, be like, there has to be some. Actually, no, he'd be looking for something glowing. So, yeah, I was gonna say, this <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, are you looking? You're looking through the books, or are you looking through Lindquist? Uh, let's look through Lindquist because the last couple of times it's been because of him. Okay, so roll insight or investigation, whichever one's higher. Um. That is a very good question, and I will tell everybody in a moment. Insight or investigation? Well, insight, but not by much. I mean, that counts 17. 17. Fantastic. So the whole time that he's... uh, Throughout this entire sequence, from the moment that the courier comes in, he is at first distracted by the letter, but as he gets Mm -hmm. into his manic, he is 
hyper-focused on that letter. Like, as he's scribbling down, he's, like, keeps looking back at the letter, clearly, like, inspired by its contents. Um, can Liam try and grab the letter? Um, yes, and it is actually corporeal, and it crumples up into a little ball and turns into a stone. Huzzah! And now he's holding two stones that give him feelings. <laughs> this one is all about curiosity. This one's about learning. And so as he's carrying this, he's filled with feelings of not ever knowing enough. He feels like there's so much he doesn't know, but he, and he has to know. And there's so many possibilities out there. And he, if only he could just learn it all. I feel like that's Liam's state normally. Well, yes, but <laughs> but but this is right. this is a uh, external. <laughs> but yeah. so now he's 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 feeling determined and ambitious and endlessly curious and full of opportunity mm. at once because he uh, I assume he never put the stones away. He's holding them and just being kind of pulled by the emotions he's he's feeling. Oh God. Um... And so he's like, all right, we got this one, one more. And he's just going to be like, let's fucking go to the stop door. <laughs> I assume this whole time everyone's just kind of trailing along. Yeah. V's kicking books out of her way as she walks, you know. <laughs> Actually, in the uh, the first room, all the books that V had thrown were back on the shelves. The entire room had reset when you all left. Excuse me? <laughs> bullshit <laughs> all of your hard work undone mm-hmm. okay so back up to the point hey, job security v. yeah <laughs> so back up to the poisoning room uh mm. same old sequence you when you first walk in uh everyone's surrounding the map holding glasses and Lindquist is giving a speech that you cannot hear and after several moments of speaking, everyone raises their glasses, they all drink, and Linguist falls Leaf over, poisoned, and dead. the cup from Linguist. Uh, the cup is incorporeal. Damn it! I <laughs> 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 thought I had that one. Uh, dies, person's ru- person rushes out of the room. Yeah, Melville rushes out of the room. Mm-hmm. And the first one to his side when he collapses is Ethel, the sweet old lady who ran the animal shelter that you met ages ago. Did she look guilty? <laughs> you want to roll inside again against her specifically? Yes. Does she yes. look guilty? Does she look guilty? Let's do this. Mm. 15 for V. And I assume Liam's also rolling inside. Oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> Five. Nope. Yes. Yes. She looks. Fucking guilty. <laughs> they all look guilty. Uh, v sees very clearly that Ethel looks sad. Like, very sad and worried. Oh, but mostly sad. she's surprised. No. Damn it! They all did it! It was a group job! <laughs> yeah, I already knew that. Yeah. They Caesared him. <laughs> or uh, Murder yeah. on the Polar Express. Orient Express? Oriental. Oriental, yeah. that's what it was, yeah. Everyone did. Yeah, ex- everyone killed Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, oh, what was the murder mystery on that one? Oh, everyone's guilty? Well, gee, thanks, that's not a solution. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that story. <laughs> hmm. um, well, when it loops through again, I suppose Liam is going to look for another glowing light. Um, 
feel free to roll investigation. I would love to as soon as I... There it is. 14. Uh, do you have... I assume it's not, like, on the whole room. You're narrowing the scope in some direction? Um, yeah. I'm going to say the... the people in the room. Okay. So, I'd say this investigation applies over the entire loop. Yeah. And Liam doesn't see any glowing mm-hmm. necessarily, but it's, I, I suppose that's the question you asked. Like, you didn't see any glowing. Mm. But you see the scene where Melville sprints out of the room presumably to get help or to flee the scene of the crime. You're not sure which. Or, mm-hmm. And uh, Ethel is the closest. The first to be at his side. And he... The murderous! And he, he dies a horrible poisons to death death. Hmm. And it's not the cup. Right. The next time it cycles through, Jacoba's gonna try to stop him. See if that. Uh, it would not. He would just run right through you, which I imagine mm-hmm. is unpleasant. Hmm. Jacoba's just vibing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Does Hamish have any ideas? Um, Hamish is fresh out of ideas. Actually, I'm just stumped. No. Hamish is, is just like glancing all over the room to see if he sees something flashing. So I guess I'll roll a perception and see if he happens to look in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I guess so. Um, we'll we'll see. Eighteen. Ooh, eighteen's pretty good. So I would say that Hamish notices not a flashing light, but that. There's something conspicuous in Ethel's pocket as she bends over to go to Linguist's side. The murderer! <laughs> so I think Hamish probably still hasn't quite fully absorbed that these are images, so he's going to try and pickpocket Ethel to see what it is. Uh, and he corporeally pulls out an empty vial, and inside the vial is another glowing stone. What color is this one? Uh, I'm looking through my notes. I may not have assigned colors to these things. Like, I can just say... That, I mean, the, the red one was obvious, but like... <laughs> um, what color do you want it to be? <laughs> Blue. This one is the time stone. So, the green one? Is it green? I believe yeah, it it's green. green. Uh, so, yeah, sure, it's green. And uh, so, Hamish will have the stone inside a vial and he's carrying it. So the feelings that he is overwhelmed with is anger and betrayal and loss that this scene in particular, uh, represents the betrayal of one's friends and the loss of his own life and all of that, the anguish and the anger, a desire for vengeance. Um, Upon discovering the stone, Liam would very quickly ask Hamish uh, what he heard. Like, when he sees that, Hamish's like, oh, I think I found something. He would very quickly ask Hamish what he found. I think Hamish is going to hold up the vial and be like, ah, one of these going down things here. And he'll throw it at um, 
<laughs> in rage. <laughs> he like angrily just throws the rock at him, like. <laughs> uh, and as soon as he throws it and lets go, the the feelings vanish immediately. Like it's just gone in a flash. <laughs> so now Liam has anger, curiosity, and ambition kind of throbbing inside of him. Oh, and uh, and V has inadequacy. We <laughs> need. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like in frustration gonna be like okay well now we have all three fucking stones now what four fucking stones now what here you can have this one too and she'll talk to her oh, god <laughs> Liam vanishes for another three day three day hallucination um, not, not exactly Liam now possessing all of the stones doesn't have an infinity gauntlet instead he has one larger stone that contains all of these feelings and when they combine they're not nearly as intense and Liam especially Liam now gains an understanding that he's basically carrying the essence of Lindquist's soul in his hand (gasps) and he understands that all of these were like like inside out these were core memories these were like the the events in his life that really formed the motivations of his specter. Mm. And with that, all of you are transported back to the cave room, and all of the other portals close up. Well, I was was planning on going out there anyways. Is that scene still going on? No, no, as soon as you touched, as soon as you got the stone from it, um, as soon as you got the stone from it, the scene stopped, and that was true for all of them. Um, and so you get transported to the cave room, and now all four of the portals close. Oh! So now you're just in a cave with no no way out. With no way out? <laughs> yes. Uh, guys? <laughs> do, 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 do. So is Liam going to explain what he knows, or is he just going to be staring at the shiny rock? Um, he's probably going to be like, well, we're trapped here, and I've got... The soul of in, uh, uh, So The soul of Linquist. Break it. It should solve our problems. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. And he's going to smash it on the ground. And when he smashes it on the ground, it doesn't break. It bounces. Oh. Oh. However, the entire cave rumbles when you do that. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound good. <laughs> I mean, I'm convi- I'm pretty confident I could survive a cave-in, but I don't know. Well, well. also, when he does that, Liam and Jakova, with their connection, feels their connection to Lindquist Rumble, too. Uh, and in that moment, I think both of you will intuitively understand that you are inside Lindquist's mind in the same way that he was inside of your minds in the past. Gross. So you have just extracted his soul, essentially, from his own mind want to be inside of him um well we have that connection can i this is going to be kind of weird to describe can i kind of reach out to his soul uh kind of like a mental kind of like Hey, buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> I would say what? yes, but 
you can tell because of your actions and because, well, between the actions of, like, killing the Rat King and now entering his mind and consolidating his soul, he's unconscious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you make the connection and he's there, but he's, like, in a stupor right now because you have kind of fucked him up. <laughs> Excellent. Um, um, I'm going to cast Healing Word on the stone? Um, you heal the stone for seven hit points, and it looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> but Linquist is not conscious. Well, he's not also like a normal corporeal being, so not quite the same rules apply. Uh, he's going to turn to the group and be like, Hey, anybody know how to wake up a sleeping stone? And he's going to shake it a little bit. He's going to kick one of the walls. <laughs> Oi, wake up. <laughs> hey, wake up. Just backhands the stone out of my that hand. <laughs> well, when we put Choppy into that circle, he sort of woke up. We could try that. We can't get to the circle. Yeah, though. yeah. What, what she said. Kind of stuck here. Hmm. Stuck underground. The last time we got stuck underground, there were mummies and it was not, no, like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, on the plus side, we're not underground, Hamish. We're just. Wait, what? We're not? No, we're apparently. Listen, uh, we're apparently in Linquist's mind or something fucking weird like that. Oh, like a dream? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Could you dream to make me that sound sounds reasonable? <laughs> and then Amy shall walk over to B and V and pinch her firmly on the arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one dreaming, Hamish. <laughs> she'll pinch I, him back. Like, in that sensitive part of, like, the underarm? Like the neck, you know, oh, the like neck. shoulder. <laughs> neck, shoulder, I don't know. Oh, I feel like there's a good place to pinch right there. There definitely is. So so Jeremy, just, like, Jeremy goes to Leo. His jugular and he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's unconscious and then he di- his body disappears. I'm kidding. That would be super, super useful that, to that, know. Well, also, that, that would be a dumb solution. <laughs> oh, just knock each other out. Fight to almost the death, and that's how you escape. It's great. <laughs> yeah, except that leaves one person there to, like, knock themselves out. Somehow, yeah. In this... Just keep your head against the wall repeatedly and see what happens. So, so, when Liam says it's a dream, Jeremy asks, can you dream me to fly? Um, Liam is going to... In his own mind, will that Jeremy has sliced. Um, assuming he's still maintaining the connection to Lindquist, then, mm-hmm. yeah, Jeremy starts to float gently. And Jeremy goes, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, awesome! And he starts to like... Okay, Liam, dream us a way out of here now. <laughs> Liam's gonna make me float. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've given you too much power. <laughs> She's gonna float over to, to, to Liam... Put a hand on his shoulder and say, now dream us a way out of here. <laughs> hey, well, go real quick. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, yes. Wow. <laughs> that is a crit intimidation from V to Leo. Uh, While she's floating around. 
Yeah, she's floating. <laughs> she's just like, you will bring us away. Yes. Um, so, Jacoba, hold on. There's a Jacoba thing. I, I don't know if this will counteract the intimidation, but uh, <laughs> Jacoba's going to dream that uh, V is going to become as tall as Hamish. <laughs> Nothing okay. happens. Yep. Nothing happens? Yeah, not when Jacoba tries to imagine something. Oh, damn it. Uh, Liam is going to very sheepishly say, guess fam, and uh, going to dream that there is a door behind him at this southern wall that he can open up to leave. A whirlpool opens up right where it was before. She's going to very patronizingly pat him on the cheek. Good boy, and walk out the portal or float out the portal. Essentially, you're flying. Liam's gonna say, "You guys should go first because I still got the crystal, and I'm not sure what's gonna happen when I go through." And dead silence. And nobody moves. She's already gone. So. <laughs> oh, if, if he just went straight through, then okay, she's gone. Uh, Jeremy. Yes. Uh, we'll fold his arms. Go. No, I'm not going until you go. Well, I'm not going until Jeremy Wait, goes. Wait, is Jeremy still floating? Yes, he's having a great time. Uh, Excellent. He's going to grab Jeremy and just kind of toss him to the door. Um, uh, roll us athletics versus deck save? <laughs> like, he'll try and stop himself from floating away? Yeah, boss. Uh, okay, so he, Liam grabs him and tries to throw him, but Jeremy has figured out this flying thing enough that he's like, no, 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 no hang on. <laughs> like, I've, I don't know what you plan on doing here about, all by yourself, but I'm not leaving you alone. I'm not leaving I, you behind. I'm not, planning, I'm not planning on doing anything. I just don't want shit to hit the fan when I leave and you guys be trapped here. <laughs> I seem to be the one with powers. Nah, it's fine. You said we're in a dream. dream. You don't ever die in dreams, right? Last no, I've heard. I've heard if you die in a dream, you die and die in real life. Not helping, Hamish. Yeah, but I always well, I've wake up. Plenty of times in dreams. Yeah, but I always wake up before I hit the ground when I'm flying. So, like, it'll be like that, right? We'll just wake up. That's true. If you've done it before, it makes sense it'll happen again. And Jeremy does along. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> All right, Liam is going to walk. To the portal. To or through? To the portal. Okay. Standing in front of the portal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going to turn around, look at everybody, and say, can we at least do it together? Yes. Let's all go through together. That sounds like a great plan. Okay. And Jeremy walks up, and he uh, reaches out to hold your hand, and if if you're using both hands to hold the stones, he'll put a hand on your shoulder. Uh... Well, I, I thought you said they merged into one. Well, but it's a bigger stone now. So I don't know if he's yeah, if you're so using both hands to hold the stone in both hands, or if... Would, would I need two hands to hold the stone? No, but you could. Uh, if he can hold it in one hand, he'll hold it in one hand. Okay, in which case Jeremy will happily hold his hand and reach out to mm-hmm. hold Hamish's hand. And he'll grab it. And Jacoba, are you going to join the hand-holding party? Uh, he will put a hand on uh, Liam's shoulder. Oh, <laughs> so all right. So everyone, not a hand holder. So everyone tries to walk through all at once, and 
as you get closer, the stone glows brighter, and the portal's like a solid wall. Well, solid. It's a little bit more jello-y, but you can't just voip through. Hmm. I don't think it wants to leave. True. So Liam is going to put the stone very gingerly down on the ground and then try and leave. And he passes through the portal without an issue. Okay. Hmm. And it is still open on the other side, so you could always come back. What what took so long? What's going on? Don't worry about it. Just okay. Yeah. Okay. And Jeremy will like look at the stone and then look at where Liam went and scratches his chin. He he looks at Hamish and and Jacob and goes, "Um, I don't know if the stone can actually leave this place." And he picks it up and tries to throw it at the portal, and it bounces off and like kind of slides across the floor. Yeah. Um. Don't we need that or something? Do we? If we do, we know where to find it. At least. It's true. I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, actually, Jacoba will uh, go pick it up and try to imagine something with it. See if it was just leaving for good. Just imagining something isn't good enough. Uh, you have like some specific. Well, yeah, just imagining it isn't enough. You have to like reach out and make a connection twist. But, uh, but I imagine he would figure that part out because he he also has that connection. So after making the connection and then imagining something, he can imagine something. Uh, Jacoba will imagine a little uh, cabinet to put the stone in. <laughs> and a, a, a lovely little wood cabinet comes up. Just like shove it off in the corner, put the stone in, tie it off with some rope. Which he also imagined. Yeah. And Jeremy goes, um, I don't know if that solves the problems, right? Like, is it? Like, wait, Liam said that was Lindquist, right? Like, wouldn't he just cause more problems? I never, I never said it would solve the problems. I'm simply thinking that if it's not. If that's not there, the next time we come here, then something is. And Jeremy scratches if that his head. Makes sense. And Jeremy scratches his head a little bit. I mean, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, he just shrugs. I, I, I don't really understand much of this stuff. Um, I think I'll just trust you. And at I, least one of us. At least one of us can trust him. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy goes to Hamish. All right. Well, I guess we're going then. Well. Let me just try one more thing, because I think maybe like, he's just sad. And at this point, Liam may have been like, okay, guys, like, what the fuck, and came back through. Okay, so... Well, if Liam's going back through, then, like, <laughs> is V's going back through? Because it's like, you got to be fucking kidding. Okay, let's start go throwing people out the portal, I guess. Um, Amish is gonna, it's like, what's taking him so long, V? Like, come on, let's go get him. So you come back to the stable the cave. In front of the little cabinet with the rock inside it, and he's going to lay a hand on the rock and say, um, Lindquist, my name's Hamish. I'm pretty good at giving advice to people who are confused. Have you got any questions for me? <laughs> and he'll sort of, like, reach out with his mind and try and see if he can 
as much as like, I desperately want to do a Dear Hamish episode with Lindquist. Oh no. He is unconscious and does not respond. As hilarious as that would be, and I want that so bad. <laughs> well, sometimes I just feel like I'm terrified of the color yellow. He's unconscious. Hmm? Um, so would V and Liam be back? Yes. Mm. They'd be like, guys, what's taking so long? And, and you'll see Hamish sitting, petting the rock and talking to it. Oh, you've and got to be kidding me. Is it, so does Hamish sense that Lindquist is asleep? Um, or Ham- unconscious? Well, Hamish didn't really have the the invasion that would give him that connection in the first place. So, yeah. so to him, it's just a glowing rock. Okay. Well, he's kind of gotten the idea that this rock is Lindquist, so he's he's not getting anything feedback from it, and he's going to like take the rock and and hold it up to the rest of the group and and say, "Are you sure that is Lindquist? Because he's not very talkative." Um, sorry, can you say that again, Rob? Sorry. So this is Lindquist because he's he's not very talkative. He's not saying much. Well, he's un he's un he's unconscious. Hamish, can I see the stone real quick? Okay. And before he hands over the the stone, Hamish is going to pinch the stone and see if he can wake it up that way. <laughs> <laughs> but if that does nothing, he'll just hand it over. Nope. Um, Liam, seeing how he can affect things, um, is going to li- reach out to Linguist and kind of do the effect of, like, shake his shoulder and be like, hey, wake up, buddy. I'll just, like, try and make some mental noise at him. Yeah. Um, I'd say he gets a tiny bit of response, but more like someone stirring in their sleep and not much of a response other than that. Hmm. What happens if Liam closes his eyes? Um, his eyes are closed. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't I, sure if, like, he could see anything. No, he definitely has, like, more of an emotional feeling connection to, like, the mm. soul of Lindquist. The The mm. general state that he's in is pretty much everything you had felt before, which is, like, uh, anger, but still that amb- ambition and curiosity. Mm. And so he's, like... but But, like... And a desperation. So, mm. like, the desperation came from the first room, and he didn't feel that till the end. So, like, you, you can kind of piece together the story of, like, he he wanted... He wanted... He had a lot he wanted to do, and then he was betrayed. Mm-hmm. And then that betrayal kind of kept him around as a ghost. Yeah. And then he made a deal. Yeah. Figured that much. They kind of told us. Yeah. But you're um, you're feeling all the emotions that come along with that. Mm. It was like, this was not, like, maybe not so much a rational decision as, like, uh, purely emotional. During mm-hmm. in his sleep. Hmm. If I... I think Liam would be saying this out loud. Yeah, he would be saying it out loud. I can kind of feel what Linguist is feeling. Yes, I remember what the stone does. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> Well, I wonder if he can feel what I am feeling. I thought you said he was unconscious. Uh-huh. How do you mean feel what you're feeling? 
like in the same way you feel how he feels or yeah like if it's a two-way connection versus a one-way thing well when you made mental noise he did respond not much but he did yeah so there's some evidence there for that Mm -hmm. mm-hmm um i am uh, i made noise though Yes. I don't true. really know how I project, like, hey, it's time to wake up feeling. Yeah, as an emotion? <laughs> yeah. What's the feeling you get when your alarm goes off in the morning? Uh, he's going to look at V, very pointedly say, I'm going to regret this. Can you smack me, ma'am? Ma'am? <laughs> She's gonna. Her eyes are gonna light up a bit. <laughs> oh, she's all too ready to just hit people. She's wearing plate mail. Oh, that's so upsetting. I was gonna say she rolls up her. Um. She for gauntlet. I was gonna say she takes off her gauntlet and says, "Here we go." No. Okay. You know that 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 um <clears throat> that like fist reload move Henry Cavill does and that um. I know exactly Whatever. what you're talking about. <laughs> she, she does that, and she's like, you sure, Liam? Uh, God, no. that move is so dumb. He's going to look at her and be like, no, but I think I need to do it anyways. And he's kind of like going to squeeze his eyes shut and brace. Okay, uh, V is going to try to punch <laughs> punch Liam. Oh, CJ beat me to it. Yes, that's exactly the move. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's it. Exactly. She does. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I love it. Beautiful. She does that, and then, she, then she's like, you sure? And then when he says yes, she's going to just step up and clock him right in the face. All right. Make a strength-based unarmed attack. Uh, does unarmed get your strength bonus? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, think and our, it just it does it 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 gets your strength bonus, and then it just does like one. damage equal to your strength modifier. Your strength modifier. But, uh, Liam's not trying to dodge, so it wouldn't have a chance of missing. Okay, so yeah, it whatever strength mod is like what five? It's three. It's a plus. Th- it's a three. Oh, it's three. Okay, so yeah. clocks him right in the face for three damage. Um, he still had some yeah. leftover. Um. Temporary hit points temporary from Jam, right? But it's only one, I think. No, I got three temporary hit points. Oh, oh right. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm bad at yeah. math. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that still last, or is that for the encounter? I'm not sure. Mm. Um, um, it says it doesn't have a time limit. So, yeah, he's still got him. Um, and so as soon as he says yes, I think he's going to try and fill himself with as much of the emotion from that stone as possible to see if, like, he can try and, like, strengthen that bond. Okay. Um, Roll an insight on yourself, (laughs) I guess? Or I... uh, What do you even roll for that? I wouldn't exactly say it's arcana. It's more emotional than intelligence. Um... Yeah, it's something wisdom related. I feel like it's got to be wisdom related. Can we can we make it charisma based? Sure, you're trying to influence another being. So how about how about like a like a safe? 
Yeah, <laughs> charisma save, sure. <laughs> All right, excellent. I'll take a charisma save. Twenty six. Hell yeah. So, <clears throat> okay. So now you've got like a twenty six charisma. I, I was trying to figure out how to dice this. So what were you exactly were you trying to do again? <laughs> Just try and like see if there's any way I can bolster that bond or like stoke up that emotional bond that I have with the stone and linguist by flaring up your own emotions through a punch to the face. Yeah. Okay. So, sure. Like you I would say yes. You you manage that. Like it your your face is stinging a bit, your eyes are running, <clears throat> your eyes are watering. You've got you're you're feeling a little pissed off <laughs> and you feel you focus all of that trying to just connect deeper with Linguist and and mm-hmm. you succeed. You you feel like everything that the stone represents is you're a little bit more attuned to it. I wouldn't say it's more intense, but you, hmm. you you understand it better. It's it's like you're looking at an intricate painting and you put on glasses when you couldn't see it that clearly before. Mm-hmm. So the details there, and with the detail comes more than just vague feelings, and you start to get a little bit more like memory associated with it. And so far, the memories are pretty much everything you know already, but now you're seeing them. You know, mm. they, they, but now it's it's from a first person perspective. So like the moment he was poisoned, he he knew immediately what had happened and felt immediately betrayed. You know, on top of the pain of dying, <laughs> and like, in the moment he learned about Overwatch, you felt the hope and and the the future, like the possibilities that you could po- you suddenly saw before you, as as the moment you learned about Overwatch falling, and it was all. You, you relive those, but from the first person instead of watching these ghosts, and you also see the moment he made a deal with the with a demon, and that was more serendipity. He seemed he was surprised when that happened, and he was like absolutely terrified of her. You know, he he had failed in everything he had done in life, and was now slowly fading as a ghost. And he saw a demon lord, a, a being of incredible power, and he was terrified. And she thought him cute. He was amusing. And 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 so suddenly there was like everything he had felt before in life was completely renewed the moment she gave him some power. He almost went alive again, mm. although different, not quite alive mm. again, but close. That that's fair because he really wasn't alive. But like he went from feeling like being in a half sleep daze as a ghost to like feeling a lot like his old self again, and felt like he was trying to co- accomplish his old goals from beyond the grave. Um, does he seem any more conscious now that I've been punched in the face? No, it's more like you're now rooting through his mind in the way he had once rooted through yours. Hmm. So you're not even really communicating with him. You are now just, like, rooting around his mind. Hmm. Um, I don't even know. You don't know what, like, what you can even do with that, with that power? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than learn some trivia about his backstory? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, what's actionable on that? <laughs> um, I feel like the first thing that Lee would say, well, is ow, and then, well, fuck, that didn't work. Well, I mean, it kind of worked. Did uh, it hit you again? Um, hit Jacoba, it might help. Um, you must turn towards Jacoba! Who is bleeding all over. Uh, Jacobo will raise his arms and say, have at it. (laughs) I'm not even understanding what's going on. (laughs) 
confident. Um, well, I mean, he's got. He rolled really, really well on temporary hit points, so he'll probably be fine. But oh, he'll, three damage. It's three damage. He'll definitely be fine. That doesn't even go through his temporary hit points he got from Jeremy because he rolled ten. <laughs> like he rolled really well, but he's got three hit points left. So like that hit, like Chikoba doesn't even really feel it. <laughs> probably adrenaline. And then she'll turn to Liam. Did that help? <laughs> I don't think it did. I don't think it did. All right. You're muted again. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot my train of thought there. Sorry, I was muted. I'm also like eating rice because I'm sort of starving right now. Oh, fair. Um, he's 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 gonna say, well, I mean, it. I feel a little better now. Um, it didn't really help anything. I feel like you feel better. Um, I can kind of sort of pick through Linquist's memories right now. Um. And I don't really know how helpful that is. And I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I don't, like, we can't leave with the stone that I know of. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, like, when we leave, this portal's not going to go away. What do you mean? Can't just walk out with the stone? Nope. Um, and he's gonna Maybe you just off the portal. <laughs> just throws it at the portal, bounces right off. Yeah. Okay. Can V um, take the stone and try to just like force her way through? Roll athletics. Roll athletics. Yeah. Ooh. We I... like the athletics. Nineteen. How's a nineteen? She makes a mighty effort. <laughs> she makes a mighty effort. Damn it! <laughs> like the portal, just like. Uh, gives way under her and then just like snaps back like a slingshot. Pretty much, like it deforms a bit and like, but to to no avail. Mm-hmm. So I'm... I mean, Linquist. Uh, seems to be unconscious, um, and so I was hoping that slap was going to be a slap you didn't to say wake him no. up. <laughs> you never said to slap you. You said V. I need you to hit. <laughs> um, you're lucky I didn't use the axe. <laughs> um, and so he's just kind of unconscious here, and we're in his head. And I don't know how to wake him up. Well, maybe we should just come back tomorrow and see if he's come out of it. That, that, I'll go with that one. Um, I feel like Jacoba could use a rest. Uh, I could use some ice. Uh, it'll heal up really. Like, I didn't even break your nose. <laughs> Were you aiming for my nose? No. If I was aiming for your nose, I would have broken your nose. Hey. So, so that's the best I got. So unless anyone else has any other bright ideas, it sounds like the course of action at the moment is to sleep on it. And we'll, mm-hmm. like, maybe call the session after that. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. The the one thing I I'll give you guys all leave through the portal. You leave the stone behind. The when you all leave, the portal like wobbles a little bit. It is open, but it's, mm. it seems a little less stable. Um, do I still have my connection with Linquist? Uh, yes, but now to like a level you always had before, mm. which was like yeah, he was there. He had violated your brain a bit. But, hmm. like, there's not really any serious connection. Mm. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, 
I forgot I had something. Oh, well. You had something? Well, I mean, I have Lester possessing my mind, so... <laughs> I could have just, like, gone off in the corner and asked him what to do. Oh, well. You still can, I suppose. Yeah. We haven't left yet. We just, like, walked out of the portal. Yeah. So you want to ask... So, Jacoba will make sure that everyone just heads off at least a little bit before he sneaks off to... All right, so go back inside. So he's gonna ask Lester, "Yo, what's the deal?" Lester, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Lester seems a little groggy. His voice sounds a little bit more distant than before. But he's like, "Um, what do you mean? Were you sleeping?" Uh, no, it's fine. What? What's the question? I was totally listening. Uh, we 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 were inside uh, Linguist's mind, I think. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Liam said something about having his, his soul, so... Oh, you actually got that? Great. Well, maybe not great, but, you know, good, I guess. You guess. <laughs> Wait, what's the question? What's going on with it? Like, uh, you, you, you know what ha- what's going on. What do you mean, what's going on with you? You sound like you've either been up for a very long time, or you've just woken up. Oh, that, yes. Um... You kind of like severely damaged Linguist, and my power comes from him. So <laughs> I'm a little out of it. Oh boy. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question again? Uh, Lester, go the fuck to sleep. Okay, that sounds nice. <laughs> and Jacoba slips out the portal. Is he even this information he had when he went in? Like oh not really oh like he just hung back in the dream world a few extra seconds to ask Lester yeah okay gotcha I thought you had already left and you were like yo and then you said you slipped back in and I was like hold on wait <laughs> okay no that makes sense so uh, it sounds like the plan is still to like sleep on it maybe reconvene next session um, going back upstairs the noises and chaos of upstairs have subsided the like this, the fence that was once like animated and looked like a like a hydra willing to stab anyone in the way is now back to its old self. The like there's out in the square there's like some there's like some turned over tables and uh, several doors just lying flat on the ground, and it's eerily quiet up, upstairs. Um, seeing the fence back to its regular self, uh, V is gonna panically check on check on Choppy and uh, Cheddar to make sure they're okay. They're okay. okay. Is Cheddar feeling okay? Is Choppy feeling okay? They're not feeling weak or dizzy or sleepy. <laughs> um, I don't like the hesitation. No, I'm trying to like <laughs> find a way to word it. So it's it's not that they're feeling weak or dizzy. It's that. Cheddar expresses a feeling of like disconnection. It, he he probably explains it a little poorly because it's a weird abstract feeling. But like his okay. his his connection to something. He was never really aware of a connection, to be honest. But his connection to something feels a little weak. Okay. But he doesn't know how to explain it. Hmm. It, okay. To be honest, if he discussed it with Liam and Jacoba directly, they would know exactly what he means. But. 2V. He's just like, I, I don't know, a connection I didn't know I had is a little weak. Hmm. But you feel okay? Um, it feels okay. See, 
Temple of Cord was left completely unscathed, right? Uh, the building itself was, yes. The the cemetery is a total mess. Yeah. Um, Liam is going to suggest that if we're going to sleep, we should probably sleep in the Temple of Cord that was more or less left unmolested by all the shit that went down. That it might be safer than any other place in the town, city. And it's really close to your current objective, so that's an excellent idea. That too. Yeah, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yep. Alright, so everyone goes to sleep, and I will say that maybe now is the time that you can all get your two levels. <gasps> now, yeah. you, you still have an unsolved puzzle, but you have come across, like, you have conquered all of the encounters, all of the, the combat, and, like, 95% of the quests. So, like, there's, there's a, like, a loose end that you still need to, like, solve, because so far it's been like, uh, I don't have a solution, eh, we'll just leave it for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Why can't we leave things the way they are, you know? Status quo, it's fine. It's fine. We were fine for weeks until uh, you killed the Rat King, and then things got a little hectic for a couple of days, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, um, if you don't know how to level up on your own, next session we can just do our pre-show to do leveling up. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, and I get to level up Jeremy twice. That'll be nice, because he's a homebrew yeah. class. He's that homebrew class of Warlord from... Uh, who made that? Was that Matt Mercer? I don't think so. I know it was home. It was homebrew. Someone made it. Is I got it from uh, DM's guilds. Hmm. It didn't like an actual writer. Yeah, it was like an, uh, Nicholas Sandell. I don't know who that is. I I remember learning about it on Reddit, and this was like a, like a fully play tested and vetted thing. This wasn't just some dude made a thing <laughs> on the internet. Because they tried to translate the existing 4th edition Warlord class to 5th edition. And uh, he's he's a, like a warrior that does like support stuff. Is the whole thing. Which felt very Jeremy to me. I think a whole bunch of... Um, Nicholas... You get extra attack if it... Yeah. Nicholas Sandell is his name? Yeah, because I, I vaguely remember... Maybe the author isn't anyone of note, but... Hmm. But I remember hearing generally good things about the class. This wasn't, like, unbalanced or terrible. It was just a well-made homebrew. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think the person is anyone of special note, but it's a well-made class. So, but yeah, he does... I don't think so, because he's apparently German. But yeah, he does uh, all that stuff. Or, mm. I don't think this is the version I bought, because it, it uses... Warlord commands and mine's. I don't remember. I've got a document somewhere. Because there's another one by a David Nathan. Maybe that's the one. So level six, correct? Yes. Yes. So now everyone, uh, fighters, get their second second attack. Oh yeah, we're gonna roll for hit dice. I'm just gonna do that for Jeremy really quick. All right, everyone, send good vibes to Jeremy. He's always... Come on, Jeremy! Come on, Jeremy! He's rolled total trash for his health. <gasps> he did good! Yeah! Yay. He just doubled his health, basically. Oh, my God. 
So how do we level up again on here? Do I just you add? Just gotta do all that shit manually. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. Okay, so class, it is six. I got uh, it through drive-through RPG, and it was okay. Some dick with the super base driving by. Yeah, go figure. So here's that's the remake oh. one. And <laughs> and then two. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Jesus. Damn. Those are both nearly crits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so twenty. God damn. Can I just do plus twenty four in here? I can't. Uh, that's. I have to sixty. I think I'm up to sixty. What's your current mass? 36 plus 24 is 60, 60 right? 60, yes. Damn, that's good. Yeah. Yay. And at uh, 48. Haha, I'm officially actually beating Jacoba. Hmm. What were you at before? It was um, 36, and I think you had 33, but it wasn't a big enough gap for me to be. <laughs> do we get a stat bonus? I do. Or a feat. But. When did we I'm get going uh, level to... four. You got that, oh. and you went to five and six. So I guess you don't get that now. No, I'm I don't think I gave it to myself ten. beforehand. Um, let's see. Fifth. Uh, oh lord, everything's getting laggy now. Yeah. Have I have a book in front of me, so I'd have to go grab a book. Party inspiration is number Hell yeah. Okay, so I, I found the copy of of the Warlord that I was working off of. This didn't have a single author. It was designed and directed by like a whole bunch of people, and was produced by a group called Schwab Schwab Entertainment. Schwab Schwab. So, oh, Jeremy's battlefield commands are now improved to a D six instead of a D four. Yeah, I don't think I got my ability score improvement. Uh, Whatever. He gets extra attack. Extra Mm -hmm. attack, baby. I got extra attack, and I upped my strength by two. My font of inspiration. Um, I think that's literally all I have to do. Oh, my bardic inspiration is now a short or long rest. And Jeremy gets a couple extra powers. He gets a call to arms. Um, When he rolls initiative... He and every ally of his uh, roll a bonus die and add that to their initiative. Oh, nice. So it's his battlefield. So now everyone rolls a bonus D6 to their initiative. Nice. Hmm. Tell me that, like, input one D6. And then Bard College. I don't remember which college I was part of. Have you heard of um I, don't know I chose the College of Valor, didn't I? I don't know. No, I chose the College of Glamour. Yeah, I was going to say, Glamour is like my favorite, because it's all like uh, charm stuff, which is really nice. Is that Sanathar's Guide? Yes. Okay, good. Um, six, and then Battle Leader. What's Battle Leader? So, all right. Well, be uh, I don't have Sanathar's Guide. It's a friend of mine. All right. So, we'll huh. definitely have to figure that out later. 
Damn, Jeremy. So now with Battle Leader, everyone adds plus four to their damage because everyone adds his charisma modifier to their damage, which is four. Shit, son. <laughs> Damn. I get to learn two spells from the new card. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do we get any new spells? Of course we do. We get one, two. Yeah, you're leveling up twice. Mm-hmm. So should I just add that damage in? Uh, yeah, because right uh, Jeremy's around all the time. Jeremy doesn't gain that bonus, but all of you do. Okay. Uh, I can't... Hmm. What is it? Uh, four damage to... All damage. Well, weapon damage, not spell damage. Starting at six levels, yeah. allies within your range of commanding presence, which is like anyone who can hear him, uh, deals an additional damage to their weapon attacks equal to his charisma modifier, which is four. I... Yeah, I don't see a way... To increase our damage, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can, actually. In your weapons, you can do 1d6 plus 4, I believe. Yeah. Let me just check. Uh, yep, it's in there. Yep, it's in there. So, so you can... Just, so damage for the, dice, you do, like, 1d8 plus 4, then? Oh, no. Yes, just add a plus 4 to it. It's not the same thing as adding magic bonus, because that also applies to your attack roll. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy does not yeah. do that. Jeremy yeah. only helps his buddies because he's a good boy. I get fireball. <laughs> I get fireball and, and lightning. Oh, jeez. Right. Well, I mean, the lowest I can roll on damage now is like nine. Awesome. Thanks to Jeremy. And and you're dual wielding, and you get an extra attack, so you get yeah, I can attack three times. So if you hit with all three, you get plus four to all three of those. Fuck it, I'm taking lightning. Two, three. And damage roll. So now that you guys are leveled up, um, you will no longer. I will no longer be throwing Clacor at you. <laughs> you get something. You sure? Yeah, you get something a little scarier now. <laughs> so I missed it. Is uh, damage from Jeremy like uh, Yes, it's well. So long as he's around you. Uh, yeah, so long as you can hear him, because that's the range of his commanding presence. Earshot. Um, you get plus four to all your weapon damage. So, you don't get plus four to your fireball, but you do get plus four to your weapons. So, scimitars, axes, the whole shebang. The question is, what is my other one going to be? <laughs> well, fireball's easy, but... Possible protection from energy might be the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> Get Lima Tiny Hut. I don't have a copy of Xanathar's Guide on hand. Is there anything good for third level spells in Xanathar's? I'm looking through the whole list now. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba. Revivify? That's like one of the worst resurrection um, spells. Yeah, are we using Therian Rules of Resurrection? You're, absolutely, we are. <laughs> no, I don't think Liam's going to get third <laughs> resurrection then. You bring it back for a day and then down. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a possibility. Wait a minute. Did we get another cantor? Oh, yeah, that's the one. Flame arrows. Ooh. Oh, no, we got our cantor up fourth level. Um. Do you know nine spells? One, two. Three. Dispel magic? Dispel magic's a fun third level spell. I can't get dispel magic as a Oh, I'm looking at the complete list. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or slow. Can you get slow as a bard? No. That's a good. That's a really good debuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you choose spells from any class list. Well. No, that's not me. Yeah. Oh. That's a college of lore. Yeah. Oh. Got oh, what do I get from the College of Blamer? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, not in front of me. Hold on. I can find it. Yeah, I moved my copy of Zanthars to uh, a Thunderous that I don't see. have Bard, on me. Um, at six level, Glamour. as at six level as a, a Glamour Bard, you gain the Mantle of Majesty, which is the ability to cloak yourself in Fey magic that makes others want to serve you. As a bonus, you can cast Command without expending a spell slot, and. And you take in the appearance of unearthly beauty for one minute or until your concentration ends. Um, during that time of one minute, you can cast command as a bonus during each of your turns for free. Hmm. What do I get at fifth level? Uh, nothing from your college at fifth. Hmm. But that mantle of majesty is pretty sweet. You can just cast command over and over again. Mm-hmm. Get font of inspiration at fifth. Yeah, I, and it I already and you use it once per long rest. Right. Charge long rest, gain from bard. Um, I get one use per long rest. Yes. All right. And so it says for one minute. For one minute, you can cast command as a bonus. All right. And it's uh, it's concentration. Do 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 do. Here, I'll just post the text in... Uh, that is... Thank you. Alright. I was going to ask if you had that uh, option. And then... Yeah, in terms of your list of spells. Mm-hmm. Bard spells. Level 3. Um, What is Clairvoyance? Clairvoyance is in... Um... You basically create an object that is like an eyeball that you can see things through. Yeah. And you can usually you can use it in areas that you are familiar with. Yeah, I know. I've got on my list. I've got bestow curse, clairvoyance, fear, feign death, lift of warding, hypnotic pattern, Neiman's tiny hut, major image, non detection, plant growth, sending, speak with dead, speak with plants. Sticking cloud and tongues. I don't have anything out of Xanathar's. Tongues is good. Tongues is good. Xanathar's doesn't add a lot in terms of bard stuff. Yeah. Uh, the things that you are missing are hypnotic pattern, major image. Uh, nope, that's. Non detection, um, plant growth, sending, speak with dead, speak with plants. Is, yeah, those are all on my list. Hmm. Does Xanathar's not add? It may not. Can I get a list that tells me where they come from? <laughs> so if I'm ever reduced to zero hit points, I burst into flames and do mm, at least nine damage to every creature within ten feet of me. Damn. Mm. That might um, be very good or very bad. It could be. Swapping out spells when I level? Um, is it only one or is it any number of spells? I have no idea. I believe you can swap out one per level. All right, so I can swap out a first level, and I can swap out a second level, or I can do it once whenever I level. Oh, you can do it once. You can swap out any spell once per 
when, like once per every level. Okay. If I mean, so like if when you level up, you can choose one spell of any sl- like spell slot and yeah, swap it out. Okay. Uh, Xanathar's summon face spirit, major image I think, feign death. Fast friends, enemies abound. What's fast friends? Uh, fast friends is fun. Um, I have no idea what some of these character notes mean on my <laughs> on my sheet anymore. Liam is not to be trusted with sticks. What does that mean? I have no idea. Because Liam pointed a stick at himself and came back kind of fucked up. Oh man, the wand. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, concentration up to an hour. A creature when you cast a uh, when you cast a spell, choose one humanoid one humanoid within thirty feet that can see and hear you and can understand you. The creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration, which was one hour. While the creature is charmed this way, it undertakes to perform any services or activities you ask of it in a friendly manner to the best of its ability. You can set the creature new tasks. When when a previous task is completed, or if you decide to end its current task, if the service or activity might cause harm to the creature, or it conflicts with the creature's normal activities or desires, the tr- the creature can make another wisdom saving throw to try to end the effect. This save is made with advantage if you or your companions are fighting the creature. If the activity would result in certain deaths for the creature, the spell just ends. When the spell ends, the creature knows that it was charmed by you. Wait, I have access to those spells. So it's like a charm that lasts for an hour, but also is like really good. Really, they really, really want to help you, but mm. they also know you were charmed that they, mm. that you charmed them. Yeah. What is enemies about? Here's an early note from Hamish's note: Magic purple circle raised spot the badger. Spot the badger seems like a fun party game. enemies abound you reach into the mind of one creature you can see and force it to make an intelligence saving throw a creature automatically succeeds if it is immune to being frightened on a failed save the target loses the ability to distinguish friend from foe regarding all creatures it can see as enemies until the spell ends each time the creature takes damage it can repeat the saving throw ending the effect on itself on a success whenever the affected creature chooses another creature as a target it must choose the target at random from among the creatures it can see within its range of the attack spell or other ability it's using if an enemy provokes an opportunity attack from the affected creature the creature must make that attack if it is able to do so so it's like a confusion spell. Mm. Well, you cast it on an enemy, and the enemy will then just start attacking randomly rather than attacking you specifically. Mm. All right, guys, I have to run. I've got to prep for my next game. All right, have fun. Wait. Bye, Rob. Right, yeah, I'm going to head out too, I think. But... Yeah, oh, motivational speech. I don't know what that is. Hmm. got to look at the list later, because i got to swap out. Uh, I want to swap out, like, one of my second-level spells, I think. Oh, motivational speech grants five temporary hit points and advantage on saving throws for the duration. Mm. That's pretty good. Advantage on wisdom is good. Especially as yeah. you get into higher levels, the demons you face uh, do all kinds of spooky things. Mm. <laughs> also, I have had mm-hmm. a long, very bad personal history with just wisdom saving throws in general. Lots of fear. Lots of mind control. 
<laughs> yeah. That is unfortunate. Like, like my characters haven't even had like bad wisdom. I just consistently roll like two or three. It's like, come on, a hag isn't even a high level monster, but I keep getting feared by the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of swapping out enhance ability for something else. Like what? I don't know yet. Like magic mouth sounds fun, but uh, that seems very useless. <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of uh, what what the next leg of the story has in store for you. Mm-hmm. Because if it ends up just fighting more monsters, maybe not so much. But if it involves uh, infiltrating and learning about a certain cult in town. <laughs> yeah, but being able to leave text messages on objects no. doesn't seem that useful. Beautiful. We will not be infiltrating any cults or fan groups. Or I think we will. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so excited for you to learn their true name. It's so I'm so excited. Okay. Well, I think I'm gonna yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, as well. I'm gonna end the recording. Have a good night, everybody. Night. Bye. Bye. Bye.